What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Healthy Warrior Shaman. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks. I am at Ref Marsh. We are at WTR the show, and this is episode one. WTR? Again. Yeah, WTR. W O T R. W O T F. How about that? One of those TFs. How about one of them? Mm. Okay. With me today, as per the norm, we got Miss Amanda Jane. Say hello, Miss Amanda Jane. Hello, Miss Amanda Jane. And making his triumphant return and giving us a full litter box. That is correct. What is a litter box without a clump? Clump is back. Uh-huh. Lots of them. New diet. Lots of lots lots of high fiber. Yeah. Woo! All that litter yes. box. Hell yes. Back in time for episode one. Just in time for episode one. Yeah. It's only episode one. And we do have plugged in, mic'd in, mic'd up, and smashed up. Producer lady. Hi, I'm here. I'm off camera, but I'm here. Yeah, much to her chagrin. Yep. We've yep. been working on the concept of an animation to pop up on screen to signify that she's here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll get something. Get something going. Yeah, we'll do something. Uh, Lee Moonlight's in the chat, giving the old wave. Oh, hi That's what it looks like to me. Hello. Uh, let's start with something real simple to ease us all into it. Let's start with a little bit of what's in your glass. Amanda Jane, what are you drinking? Well, I have some news to tell everybody. Oh, fortunately, because of uh, circumstances beyond my control, meaning a new job, I'll no longer probably have sponsored, not sponsored. I'm really sad about that. But oh. I have Coke, and because I'm at work right now, oh. there's no alcohol. But okay. that's okay. And I have iced tea, which is almost empty. That's all right. It's not about what you're drinking. If you see me eating, away. I'm eating spaghetti, old spaghetti factory. amazing uh clump what are you drinking i due to health concerns and i should be up front it's it's made some fun changes i have coffee with oat milk mostly oat milk um and water it's really heavy it's thick and chunky but it's not bad it's not bad (laughs) for you yeah oh no Correct. We had a, this this holiday season. We were trying alternative eggnogs because you know I've been on keto for a bit. And we wanted to see what we could try, and we ended up trying oat nog just to try it. Yeah, it's not keto at all, but we wanted to try it, and it was the heaviest eggnog of every eggnog <laughs> we've ever Heaviest had. of the heaviest. Yeah, yes. it was like it, I mean, it was, a, it was a beverage, but only barely. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's like when we were in uh, Hawaii and my local buddies were like, "If you're the biggest person on the beach, you're on the wrong beach. You're at the wrong beach." What do you mean with oatmeal? <laughs> How's that do with oatmeal? Because uh, you, you you're at the heaviest heaviest beach, the beach with the heaviest folks. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the real beach. If you're the oatmeal <laughs> of the beach. Because <laughs> I made a comment. I said, "I'm I'm the biggest dude on this beach. We're in the wrong. Like I don't know what's going on." I was like, "I feel so fat." And the guy's like, well, I'll tell you right now, if you're the biggest guy on the beach, you're at the wrong beach. All the big guys are at the good beach. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. all, all the locals yeah. <laughs> go to the yeah. beach. All right, all right. Well, 
we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to that. I am having. We're gonna circle back to you in just a second, Plum. Uh, I am having Dr. Pepper and cream soda, zero sugar. But I'm also having in uh, uh, trying Bud Light next hmm. because NXT's coming oh. up. We got Stand oh. and Deliver happening, and it's a light on light, mm-hmm. super crisp light beer. It says, and I thought you know worth a try, hmm. see what it's like. Uh, but I'm gonna be having those today, and uh, I did. I talked about it yesterday, so I'll tell you guys just today. Uh, uh, after WrestleMania, I'm gonna probably not drink for about a month and just kind of detox. No sodas, no no alcohol. Yeah. So it's gonna be a different kind of a different kind of drinking show starting in April, especially if if Amanda Jane's gonna be coming from work at certain times. It might be just an alcohol free show for a month. Wow. Which, Nothing wrong with that. Not by any well, means. No. At all. I'll be the only one. Oh, yeah, well, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll partake. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> right right now, my new work. Right now, we don't have the bar because we're opening it back oh. up. You know. Oh. But my commute on the way home, I just didn't leave because I had stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Only like maybe seven minutes. So. All right. Well, hey, we're not saying yeah. you have to. Like I said, not about what you're oh, drinking. No, no, no. Drinking, but... I know, because it's going to be that kind of, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a sense of duty here to fall off this wagon, so I'll happily do that forever. <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, I have, I've been, I've, okay, I've been okay. I've occasionally, in, and re- recently, I've had the, the very occasional drink and been okay. Hmm. So yeah, hmm. uh, less so with this, because that, that's a, that's another fun thing. Don't do that. I, yeah. <laughs> That, that, okay. Yeah. Do I don't mean? know what you're saying, yeah, but oh, with uh, so no, no, with uh, the so I should probably jump into it. I've been out. Should I talk about why I've been out for three weeks? Well, I was just gonna <laughs> well, say welcome back. Let not... us know anything you want to say or or anything you don't. But we're the... happy to have you back, and anything you we're, we're happy to give you the floor for a bit. Yeah. No, thank 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 you guys. It's awesome to be back. I I missed you you all so much. I missed all the viewers. I uh had a bit of a health scare. Uh, my my colon would heal on me uh decided to try try and take me out you know like a like a kind of like a sean 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 and a marty moment but i kicked out and i I came back and uh colon yeah hollywood hollywood colon yeah (laughs) um do it doing okay I, i have some fun new diety things and it's been pretty cool. Lost thirty pounds in about a week and a half. Jesus. Ooh, I want that. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Save me some of that. No. Yeah, I know. Seriously. No, it's, it's all good. I, I put a little bit back on, but it was like, well, yeah. they did, they gave me legit. They gave me just ice chips, and I was like, can I let these melt to water? And they're like, no, you have to only eat the oh. ice chips. You can't drink the water because they thought I was gonna have to have surgery. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. Fuck oh. this. <laughs> But, well, if, if that's the secret to losing like 30 pounds eating ice chips nope yeah. pass hard I'm, pass I'm getting no no ice all summer long. ice chips and then your colon has to go from looking like a, a can to a crushed can and then oh. tearing yeah don't oh, like I, I don't know what my colon looks nope. like so um, you know? <laughs> generally it's full of shit and kind of like a tube alright how do we segue because this isn't good. Speaking of full of shit, Speaking of full Reaper of shit. in the chat. <laughs> Cheers to Grim Reaper coming through. He's going to be on our show on Wednesday, breaking down WrestleMania and the Fallout. Uh, so we're excited to have Grim Reaper there. Uh, you know, I had a good segue. Here. I was oh. going to say, the follow-up with, uh, you know, with the, the, but the colon talk yeah. is... 
Speaking of other things that are kind of cylindrical, like cans, somebody has a birthday tomorrow. This is not a good segue, Amanda. It depends on the birthday. It's the Viper, Randy Orton. Oh That's God. why they call him the Viper. Didn't you know that? Because of his colon? No. <laughs> this is going horribly no. awry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He... <laughs> well, happy birthday, Viper. There's no way we still. It, it could have been a butt thing, but I didn't. I, you know, no. I just thought been. that maybe we're talking about body parts. And maybe. Yeah. Well, happy birthday! Oh my god! When I think oh, of yeah. my colon, I think of Randy Orton. Oh, there you go. There you go. And if you guys are doing that, then you know, hey, all is good in the world. So woohoo! Um, other people having a birthday: Jack Evans from the Heavens, as you know. I don't understand if Jack Evans was released from AEW. I don't know. Him and Angelico. He ain't seen know. him for a while, but... Well, he was on Dark. No, I'm sorry. Dark Elevation from Jack Evans recently. A couple yeah, weeks ago. But other than that, if you don't watch the internet wrestling, you know. Uh, our, speaking of other people in AEW, our uh, TNT champ. Scorpio Sky. He's celebrating Ooh. a birthday this Very week, cool. along cool. with some other really cool people like David Otunga. If you don't remember him, that's Mr. Uh, well, it was Mr. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Chelsea Green, the hot mess. Her birthday. Charlotte Flair. Uh, I wonder when she's, you know, I wonder, what do you get Charlotte Flair? I mean, she's won her title like a billion times. What, what do you what do you get her for her birthday? I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. But, there's, a, okay. there's a lot of really mean answers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. Well, we're not gonna do that. No, yeah. we're not gonna pass. We're hard pass. Yes. Yes. Moving on. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Lance Storm has his birthday this oh. week. A sense of humor. You get yeah, him charisma. Indeed. There you go. There you go. So if you do DDP yoga. Your uh, sensei of that is having a birthday. John Zandig, I know a lot of people probably don't know that name, but if you've ever seen the infamous Joey Janela goes off a roof into a mm. truck filled with like fire and barbed wire and glass, that's who he threw off the roof or threw him off the roof. So cool. happy birthday, Mr. Zandig, for all of those people who love the death match not me and also the rock's birth the rock's grandfather celebrates oh. a birthday hi chief Petey my via so yeah cool. and those cool. are all our uh happy birthday people yeah. today Cheers. or this week Cheers. Cheers. Got any news? Not really. What I do have on news that I did want to bring up briefly before we get into the shows, because I think with the shows, it, uh, I think all the news kind of comes out of the shows. To be mm -hmm. honest. But mm -hmm. according to AEW Talent Relations, which first and foremost, hmm. incredible they have talent relations and public relations given the <laughs> given the atmosphere in which we find out stuff through them. So you mean Christopher Daniels? I believe Christopher Daniels is their talent relations, yes. But yeah, that's also, what I'm saying. From what we've also heard 
I, I, as politely as possible, I don't know what the fuck they think talent relations means, if not to even contact the talent. Because all the talent who have been released have said they discovered it by just being ghosted and removed from their website. Oh, that that's horrible. Every single one of them who's said that they've been released was like, well, I figured I must be released because they removed me from the website and they won't return my calls. Ooh. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. Like, we oh, heard that from uh, uh, Chavo. We heard it from Matt Cardona. We heard it from... I mean, Matt Cardona mm-hmm. obviously was a short-term, so was Chavo short-term. But still, the idea that they were working on shorter-term contracts and then when they came up, they just were like, that's... that. I guess I'm, they're just not hearing back. Um, yeah. Who else we heard about? I think we heard it from Joey, from Marco Stunt. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We've heard it from a number of sources now where they all say, yeah, I just figured because they removed me from the website and they won't return my calls. So first and foremost, talent relations for AEW needs to get on the ball. I know people try to give Johnny Ace a ton of shit for being the guy who has to call everyone and tell them they've, uh, that they're being released from their contract, uh, but at least someone's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's a shit job, but it's a job that has to be done because yeah. how much yeah, how much shittier is it to just find the fuck out like oh mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. because for me to me as well that kind of sounds like once they start touring talent relations also i think attaches people to travel and stuff like that so i could see a situation where somebody shows up to a place and finds out and you're like oh i fucking traveled what what are you what the hell you know that sucks yeah, yeah. and like you said it sucks and it's a shitty conversation and no one wants to hear that but I think everyone would rather hear that than nothing at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean. It's just respectful from a, a human standpoint, not even a performer standpoint. Just I can't imagine having a job even in, in retail or even the restaurants that I worked in where you were just suddenly ghosted by the whole company. I've seen people's con- uh, uh, um, hours dwindle away. I've seen people get less and less and be kind of forced out, but there's not like a surprise or a lack of communication. It's a right. It's a different well, thing. So you and I worked in a place where like they they you know, I they gave if anything too much feedback at times. Yeah. Like they were very aware like but it was never a negative cuz you knew what was up. Like if you, you know, I yeah. I've been at places where they didn't tell you if you were if you were having communication issues like hr really didn't exist and that's what this is is a function of hr like it's crazy to me to do this especially when you push the idea of you being this progressive different amazing company and so often uh put the other company's name in your mouth i mean that's there's just so much we don't know though about yeah. their operation so and the amount of people who yeah. want to go on record and say flat out tony khan's easily the best boss they've ever worked with in the history of time i think that there's sorry i've had shitty bosses yeah i think yeah, yeah. there's yeah. an argument to be made that that you just haven't been ghosted yet you know what i mean once you yeah. once you're ghosted you're gonna feel a lot different and say i wish you would have just fucking told me you know what i mean yeah like at the end of the day as shitty as it is when Johnny Ace calls to release people and they think that that's a coward move, it's a lot less cowardly than just refusing to take someone's call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grimper does say in the chat, AEW might have someone that works for them that might know a thing or two about talent relations. I think that JR's gone on record saying he doesn't want to do it any- again, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if I'm Christopher Daniels, I'm probably talking to JR as much as I can about what can I do in this role and what should be expected. Because at this point, they're a new company. They're sorting that stuff out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, AEW Talent Relations cited 
budget cuts and large roster as a reason for not extending uh, AEW contracts. So they're starting what? to say budget cuts, and they're starting to say but, board roster is just too big. Yet they what keep bringing every fucking person who has a name from WWE in, like in a like off fucking heartbeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're gonna say you're doing budget cuts because your roster is too large, why'd you bring in two more this week? You know, what I mean, you, in... <laughs> you like, can yeah. and, and you can be open. Like, hey, it didn't work out with Abaddon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. I'm just. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the roster, and that's the one that popped up in front of me that I've not seen oh, in a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also we don't we don't know what you know everyone's getting paid exactly. So it's like yeah. one person getting paid five million while another is getting paid thirty thousand. Like I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it does sound like that level of disparity is there, and it does. You know. Does well, there's like... a tier system apparently. Uh, oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could... I'd Unless love you know. to see how that works out. I I would love so much to see what the tiers of pay are and who sits there. Like that would be a dream to me. Like yeah. like occasionally you see it from WWE in their earnings calls because they'll report or they'll report like roster pay to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, like it might be for a few years back. I'd be so curious to see it for AEW because I bet it would be fucking depressing. Yeah, my understanding is, and what the hell do we know, is it, uh, that's one of the issues that MJF is having with AEW right now, is that uh, hmm. he's been there since the beginning, and there's a lot of people coming after him or getting paid significantly more than than him just off the bat, yeah. and he wants mm-hmm. he wants to be seen at a higher tier, pay-wise too, and... and... I think that's fully justified for him. If and they're going to put I his mean... ass on TV that much... Yeah. That was yeah. the same with Cody, right? Yeah, and that was supposedly uh, part of the argument with Cody is that, you know, he's he's doing more work than most and getting paid not even top ten. Like, it's one of those things where it's all like, yeah, it's, you can understand. But and, I just thought it was interesting that they wanted to go ahead and say budget cuts as well and, and uh, the amount of AEW fanatics that I see on the timeline that were, like, justifying it or the people who talk all this shit in the world about WWE. That's the other thing too is that their whole their whole concept of WWE doing budget cuts while they're making profits. Right. Okay, well AEW supposed to you like as long as you guys keep regurgitating whatever Tony Khan says, it's making a shitload of money. So where's mm-hmm. why can't he hold on to people forever? You know what I mean? Like yeah. and that's just to say that the pettiness between the IWC is ridiculous and it's mm-hmm. about time they just acknowledge that that's an unfortunate side of the business is yeah. that not everyone gets to stay forever. Nope. And also, um, what I know that's going around, this is fact, now, is if you are a promotion and you are bringing in an AEW talent, because there's some who will do it, a lot of people won't, but the ones who do, if your promotion's running on a Friday, they, they won't make you cancel your booking. Doesn't matter what kind of booking it is. It could be PWG, and they'll say, no, you got to be here, you know, to be on TV. And they've even said it on weeks when they're filming, um, uh, when they're filming Rampage, and it's pre-taped, which I don't understand that, but whatever. So that kind of irritated me because that's why I didn't get to see Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of sucks. 
And what happens now is with those kind of people, what do I get instead? I get ocean spray of all people at a thing. I mean, I'd rather have like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Anybody but, you know what I mean? But there's certain people they'll let go. Like we had Frankie Kazarian filled in for Malachi Black. And it's like, well, that's not an equal thing. No. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else for news if you guys just want to talk about oh, that on the show. Congratulations, Zack Sabre Jr. Wow, what did he do? New Japan Cup winner, second time. He's got a new cup. Yep. Bravo. Had an epic match with uh, Ocean Spray. Oh, I thought no. Ocean Spray was gonna die, and I was disappointed <laughs> that he did. But you know, okay. hey, but no, it was um, Zack Saber Junior. has been really awesome. I know he's gained some weight, so he's not as stickly as he used to be. But I mean, he's still a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal catch wrestler. So you know, it, it's kind of nice to know that that there's that there's goodness and stuff because I know NJPW has been kind of uh, lately but yeah, that's what I've only been hearing so but congrats to BSG woohoo yeah. and today we had uh, Bloodsport and going on right now is Janela's Spring Break and we should have Janela versus X-Pac on there and mm-hmm. curious to see how that goes knowing that X-Pac uh, uh, tore his bicep on his return match at the GCW oh. event against Cardona and Myers uh, so mm-hmm. Curious to That's see what, it. tomorrow? That's today. It's happening yep. probably right now. To be yeah. honest. The main break is happening today? It's happening now. Yeah, we were looking yep. at clips of it before we, before we logged uh, out. Yeah, Bristol Brothers like, were pretty brutal. Huh. Yeah. Usually it's Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Well, no, there's happening a, now. a lot more going on. Yeah, the cluster this is probably over by now, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to go back. Well, I'll watch it later. I got the yeah. package. Yeah. Uh, but go getting into it, might as well. Uh, oh, and then the blood sport had happened, and and I was hearing good things about it. Uh, Ninja Mac did a match without his mask on, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, but the only thing I watched on Rampage was uh, Swerve and Starks. Did you watch anything yep. else on Rampage, Amanda? I watched it all, but you know, to be honest, I can't hear you at all. Oh, you can't hear me at all. There, there we go. go. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, you See. sounded okay. 100, you're 100 miles away. So you're Uh-oh. But I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, that was the only thing really that was of caliber this yeah. week. Uh, was that not? So Which you didn't miss anything. But I will say it was a good match. Although they have met before. This, is, this was meh compared to the other one. But that's just, yeah. And I know, Marsh, you saw, you've seen both, so. Yeah, and I kind of felt the same. Is that I felt like uh, I wasn't as impressed with this one as I was hoping to be. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like it overall. I thought that Swerve is like what first match in, second match in, maybe. Second match in, I think maybe. Having him lose on the main event of Rampage in front of a crowd that just didn't seem to give a shit didn't feel like the best. <laughs> 
Well, they, it's funny because that was Austin, and you know, Ricky is, you know, that's his fucking home, and yeah, they didn't even miss him. Huh? And the crowd didn't seem to care. I thought it was crazy when no. Ricky won. The crowd was just like, oh, like they yeah, were, they weren't hardly. Yeah, they didn't at care. All. No, it was really weird. It was a, a flat crowd, and that bothered me. Yeah, it did bother me too because, um, again, usually the only people getting the the big pops now. It's nine times out of ten, the biggest one of the night comes from Thunder Rosa. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, I don't, I don't like to count the, the WWE, big, big guys because, you know, you're only getting that because people actually know who you are. But with Austin, shame on you guys because, you know, he was, he used to be like, the king of Austin, you know, before he he signed. So. And the other thing that bothered me about the match was the commentary was just so bad I had to mute it up until the end. Oh, like, yeah. At the end, yeah. I, I had the volume back up. But, like, yep. I had to mute almost the whole thing because the Jericho and Jericho. Taz are more concerned about putting themselves over than talking about the match. Yep. And it yeah. was just so obnoxious. I just turned the volume way down. Yeah. That's what I hate about uh, Rampage is normally Jericho is the one always yelling into the mic. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's just really grates my nerves. Like, Taz, I think, because, okay, this is this is his table that was wrestling. So, of course, he's going to try to, like, be whatever and whatever. So, you know, so, but, yeah, Jericho just needs to stop. Yeah, yeah it's it was too much. Awful. It was, yeah. yeah. But the match itself was good, and it, it bothered me that a good match was spoiled by bad commentary in a flat crowd. But it also goes yeah. to show that those kinds of things matter. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think absolutely they need to take Jericho off commentary and keep him off commentary. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let him do his other stuff that he's doing is fine, but he's uh, actively spoiling matches while on commentary. Like, yeah. And then he fights when Ricky does commentary. He fights with Ricky. Yeah. And that's really distracting. Well, Jericho's just like, why kind of you... on commentary. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. But it's like, why are you he... bickering? Yeah, because but... he's making it about himself and not about yeah. the match. And that's what I mean. So. Yeah, definitely. But the match was good. I, I agreed with you, though. The other uh, Strickland Swerve match I thought was uh, was actually like way more exciting. So maybe they'll revisit yeah. it. I didn't love that Swerve already had a loss, the, especially not the way that he did. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, the promos you know. were good for it. But you know, yeah. that's I mean, that is what it is. Now this week, I'm interested to see Hobbs and Keith Lee. That's a lot of meat in that ring. So here's my question about that. Does it, to you, feel way too soon to be doing that? I think it's way too soon. I think so, too. I don't think there's enough build. I think they had a little bit of stuff happen on Rampage, and now they're going to have it next week on Rampage. They've kind of been having it, but the way they've done it, it's more it's more Ricky instigating yeah. than Hobbs. Hobbs is just, you know, staring him down, but... Um, I think it was way too early. Even Swerve, it's way too early. But yeah. then again, you know, speaking of the talent relations and stuff, and signing everybody under the, you know, under, the, you know, on Earth, who's whatever, that's the problem that you're getting is you signed Exceedly. That's a big deal. You signed Swerve. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to bury them like you guys did with, um, who was the, like Miro or? You know, or I don't know, dare I say Jay Lethal yeah. as well. 
Yeah, and so. they're all getting so so lost in it. And I just when Keith Lee first came in, one of the first things people said is like, "Oh my God, can you imagine a match with Will Hobbs? That'd be great." Well, make people wait then. The idea yeah. that Swerve was coming in, I was like, "Oh, well, by the time we get to a Starks one, it's going to be hot." Well, it wasn't because it was the first thing he did. Like, yeah. they're not giving these things time to breathe, and I think that yeah. it's just one of those like rapid fire quote dream matches. And the problem is, is it's an on paper fan based dream match without story. Where if you build yeah. a story enough, it becomes an undeniable dream match to all people who watch. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, yes, I have yeah. to see that match. And if you weren't that invested because you haven't seen those guys wrestle much, this will get you invested because now you're going to care about it. So yeah. you're paying off both sides. This is one where it's literally mm-hmm. only paying off to one side of the audience. Yeah. And it's a bummer. But you know. Like you said, these should be bigger deals. Having And these matches should be bigger deals. Yeah, because I feel like Darby and Ricky... That had a great story to it, a little mm-hmm. bit longer, you know. Absolutely. That build, and I think it's all, when you have builds like that, that's you know, perfect. but like when you have these like one-offs and stuff like that, and you're fresh in games, it's kind of like okay, well, when this is done, well, what's he gonna do next? What's Swerve gonna do next? You know. Yeah. Obviously, it puts him in a cool know. spot, especially if if you, this is one like let's say you, the only match you really want to see is Keith versus Will Hobbs. Then everything mm-hmm. he does before he gets to Hobbs is still building anticipation for Hobbs. If you get the Hobbs yeah. one out of the way right away, then after that you're kind of like, all right, now he's totally cooled off. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I want it to go. We'll see. I guess yeah. what happens. And it's just there's no more anticipation. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's super fast. It's going to be probably a decent match because those guys are good. But I would like to see it wait longer. If I'm honest. Yeah, and also not only that too, but if like either one of them, obviously there's going to be a loser. Yeah, and you know, I think that either one of them, this is just not. It's not going to be them any good at all. It's just going to kind of be like, man, you're either setting the pre- the precedent. If Hobbs wins, is just very weak, mm-hmm. and then same thing with Hobbs. I mean, if he loses, then he's going to look like he's pretty pretty weak. So it's like, well, yep. what do you do there? And since obviously Ricky won versus Swerve, I'm thinking that, you know, I mean, obviously they didn't want to change that title over or whatever. It doesn't even count. But I think that with Swerve, yeah, it kind of hurts him a little bit. But I think because he's got so much charisma and that kind of star power actually will book it right. I think that that's you know, he's fine with that. Keith Lee, I don't know. Hobbs, hard to say. Even though, yes, he's gotten, he's great and he's gotten better and better and better. But again, you know, with those big guys, you know, you, you can only do so much with them. Yeah. Uh, try to stay yeah. facing the mic as much as you can. It sounds like you're moving your head around a lot and you're kind of fading. Oh, no, I am by my mic, I think. Right. Or if not, uh, actually, let me. Yeah, uh, but I will say that, that that's exactly why I was saying that they need to kind of like sweeten up the story some because they're both in a position where it doesn't feel like a good time for either one to take a loss where if you kind of build up that storyline more then you get to a point where you feel like anybody coming out on top is going to be in a great spot and anybody losing still looks good because of all the other stuff that the other guy's already done to look strong you know what I mean and right now it's just everyone's looking real fresh you know like it's kind of a bad time for that but you want to get into oh and then even that that at the end with Keith Lee coming out 
it was like it was it was a mess man it was a mess of a pull apart everything looked really yeah. sloppy and weird and it was, was just kind of bummed out it was chaotic yeah at at best yeah. and it just seemed i don't know it wasn't necessary i don't think yeah i don't think we needed all that and it went on too long but uh yeah. you let's go to dynamite let's go over to dynamite uh, I will say, with as anticipated as the Swerve and Starks match was for us, and as as much as Tony was trying to call it a, a dream match and all that stuff, if you didn't watch Rampage, you didn't know what happened because on Dynamite they didn't refer to it at all. Yeah, I was going to say this though. One thing I will say of. <sighs> I'll get, say it now a little bit. We'll get to it more later when we talk about what I saw of NXT. As much as they didn't refer to the other shows, and that's been a long thing with AEW that's kind of frustrating, it did have a lot of content matches. Mm-hmm. And from what I saw, they tended to end, which is better than a fair amount of the times I've watched. So I wasn't too mad at it overall. Yeah. Um, especially compared to watching NXT on Hulu, which... I saw three matches and 30 minutes of promos for Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just a really... bang up job of taking a two hour show and making it 45 minutes. Not even. Yeah. Hulu does a, like, Hulu just chops shit up. Man. But, because I think we had a few more matches than that, but at the same time, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, I do think, though, that there's something to the lack of importance that that AEW puts on Rampage. They want to have a big promo at the end of Dynamite every week saying, don't miss Rampage because it's going to be this. And then But they don't give you a reason to really give a shit about it. Yeah, they don't give you a reason to give a shit or even say, oh, you you missed out on an incredible match on Rampage. Go find it if you can, you know? Go out of your way to make sure you see that Uh match. They just move on. They just move on all the time. And I think that... I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword because you want people to keep watching and you don't want to patronize them for not watching and you want to keep people caught up but if you also don't make it seem like it's important because you missed something it doesn't feel like you have to watch yeah no you watch they pretend like you saw some other stuff but they don't mention back to it like it's just a really weird it's a really weird thing to doing. but overall dynamite comes in it opens up with cm punk and max caster and this was the second week in a row where I'm watching CM Punk come out in a cold match against half of a tag team to catch a victory for no real reason. And last week he didn't even cut a promo. This week he cuts a really mild promo. And I was like, how did they get all the special off of CM Punk? The way it felt to me was maybe they want to keep him hot. They're trying to keep, but it's really like they're just trying to keep him relevant. He's got a excitement to him don't get me wrong but i it, it rings like you're just trying to we got to keep him matches so people remember he's here because he's our big meal ticket but he's not he's working against a lot of people who are really talented and it feels kind of like having somebody against a bret hart because it sure. feels like He's got to have a match. He's got to win, but it's got to be somebody who looks good and kind of makes him look good. I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm saying he's maybe isn't where he needs to be yet or where they want him to be, you know? 
that's how it felt to me and these performances feel to me when I watch them like warm-ups yeah I don't know that we should be having a bunch of CM Punk warm-ups on TV though like I get it but at the same time that's what I mean like is the specials gone like I saw he was coming out and I was like oh who are they putting up against them and it was another half of a tag team and I was all like, oh, he's just going through the tag team roster and defeating them all one by one. I was like, that's weird. I didn't feel pressure to focus on this match or to watch it. I didn't yeah. feel like there was any doubt of what was going to happen or why we're doing it. And yeah. I just feel like that as much as I don't like CM Punk, I do feel like that he should come off more special than that. Where I should go, oh shit, he's having a match. I should probably watch it because everyone's mm-hmm. talking about it. No one's talking yeah. about his matches now. They talked no. about, about the MJF one a ton, but they haven't talked about anything really since. They didn't talk about much before. Like, they'll talk about the programs, but not these matches. And I just think that he's a special enough talent. You can get people to talk about every match he has, and you should probably yeah. do it, right? Yeah, I think the addition of uh, Brian Danielson, hopefully, is this better? Yeah. Sound yeah. wise? Okay. Um, I have my headphones on. Hopefully, <clears throat> I think that Brian Danielson coming in really kind of hurt Punk in a way. Especially because it was so soon after. And I think that a lot of the shine in Tony's attention, because this is what he does, is going more toward, you know, the Mox and Danielson and the whole Regal thing. I mean, I love William Regal, don't get me wrong. Okay, but I think that right now, you know, it's, you've got these big heavy hitters. So someone is going to have to, you know, take the dive. Uh Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. can you hear me okay yeah so yeah so i don't know it's just i don't know we'll see what happens though but i do think with punk again it's free money so even if he's not um doing anything he's still going to get paid i mean and i I really honestly think he's probably the highest paid one that's at aew no i think sting is Really? He's making the most free money because he's not doing as much as anybody else, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if CM Punk's the highest paid one, but I think that also Sting's making the most money for doing the least. Like, comes out, yeah. waves, all right, I'll be in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no! Snow! And yeah, no, but I also think with Sting, though, isn't I had heard before he's paid per, per appearance. Yeah. So. Which, that would make sense. Yeah, so yeah. of course he comes out and waves. You know, why wouldn't he? <laughs> Free money. We would. Yeah, yeah. I'd wait for money. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so I will say that this, the the Punk Max Caster match, I'm sure was okay, but I didn't feel any need to watch it closely. And what I saw looked fine and it just kind of was a match with CM Punk in it. No yeah, match. it's your typical. Yeah, it's your typical Punk match. The only thing that, you know, was really exciting was. Max Caster's rap um, before yeah, the match. If you like really? It, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was... He, he raps so slow that it feels ultra contrived and it's all kind of like really generic jokes. Yeah. So He's go, not okay. great. Well, this one maybe I thought it was really funny because it was poking fun of, um, of his... W, last part of his WWE run, you know, when he shit himself and uh, yeah. all that other fun stuff. Yeah, so that's why I, I kind of like that. But you know, that's funny. That's I know just everyone me. was saying as soon as they posted the graphic for the match and they said, "Oh, cue Max Caster's rap about Will Smith." 
And then his first line was about Will Smith, and you're all Will like, Smith. Jesus, dude, you know? like, yeah. It doesn't to me even come out like a rap. Like I'll, uh, it, it comes out like a spur spoken, yeah, limerick spoken word poem. But like, mm -hmm. it it is very base level, and it doesn't come off off the cuff. Like if he was going slow, it it, it comes off like you can tell either he or somebody wrote this for him. Yeah. Trying to remember yeah. it. Say it right. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's fine. I, I don't think the gimmick's like horrible. I'm not saying he's got to change it up or whatever. I just, I haven't heard him say anything or do anything to the regard that I'm like impressed by him. I mean, except he's in great shape. Him and his tag partner both are in great shape and they <laughs> do well in the ring, but their gimmick to me is pretty average kind of rap gimmick that we've seen a thousand times. One, how much better would they be if they just dropped their app gimmick and, like, they're great performers in the ring, they have enough charisma to try and do this something different than a promo, just deliver a standard-ass promo. It would like, stand rather, out. Yeah, that's, like, I think they would do better if they just delivered promos. I'll tell you this, though. Yeah. Them building this with the raps, like, in, in contrast to what you're saying, the moment that they stop rapping and just cut a promo... And go oh. and come off the cuff and look like just a couple people who are pissed off. It's gonna hit real hard. It's gonna sink because yeah. people go, "Oh shit, he's not trying to rhyme anymore. He's just pissed and wants to fight." And yeah. it's gonna be a big moment. And it'll be it'll be fucking cool when that happens. And it's only gonna be as cool because he's doing the raps now. So yeah, like sword, I guess. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, real quick, heroes in the chat. He says he got in a lot of trouble because he tried to go into the public area of AT and T and was suggested that he leave or be considered trespassing. <laughs> All right, well, don't, don't do that, man. Kuro's out there in Dallas right now. Uh, and he said uh, AEW doing budget cuts and was laughing. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they interviewed MJF and MTR backstage. Yo, did you find the Excalibur and, and JR seemed to be in conflict all night? Yeah. It was weird where every time JR was saying something, Excalibur would go like, yeah, sure, but let's talk about this other thing. And it was yeah. really like blowing yeah. off everything JR was saying or cutting him off. And Yeah. It was weird. It's uncomfortable. What it was, and also like, I'll be honest, like when I see, when, when Excalibur kind of steps up to everyone and I'm sitting there like, you are, and I have, everyone I've talked to kind of feels like you're the weakest link of this commentary team. Mm-hmm. The other two people are considered kind of the greats of wrestling, or some of the greats of wrestling commentary. Yeah. Shut your shut your ass up and take notes. I'm not watching this to listen to. Uh, if I'm listening to commentary, I'm listening to Jr. and Shivani. I don't really give a shit about Excalibur. And you're not. And that's saying that's me saying I also. I'm not watching it to really give a shit about commentary. I, half the time I watch wrestling, I watch it while I'm playing call of duty or something and it's just in background and I, as i want as i play yeah i don't give a shit about excalibur <laughs> yeah yeah i felt like he came off like he had a big ego this this week and i don't always feel that way but this week i felt like they were in conflict and i was like what's going on like it felt weird yeah. so i don't know whatever they got to sort out with that too but in regards to that because at one point jr is also not trying to be stupid and by that, I'm saying that he presents it as though he's seeing the same thing that the audience is seeing, and he's got to be the eyes for the audience. And he goes, what are all these signs that are around the stage, or like around the ring? And then Scalvers goes like, um, 
It has to do with Wardlow. But going back to the ring and just was like moving on, and it's all like, no, I'm thinking the same thing. Because yeah. minutes before he said it, I was like, what are all those fucking flyers up? And then JR brings it up, and Excalibur's just kind of like, shut up, old man. We'll get to it when we get to it. And you're just kind of like, the fuck? Yeah. I guess how it felt. I was like, no, I want to know. It's distracting me from the match that I don't know. And I'm trying to look at it and I'm staring at these mm-hmm. flyers instead of watching what's happening in the ring because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's on the flyers. That's listening mm-hmm. to the legend, not Yeah. Television. And so JR is cognizant of that and saying, instead of having everybody try and squint their eyes and look at this tiny flyer, let's <laughs> tell them what the fuck it is so we can move on. And Scalibur's all like, nope. <laughs> let's fucking keep this distraction for no reason. Um, but we did get the answer in the next segment, which was MJF and FTR backstage in a totally fine promo. It was yeah. cool. I didn't have any issue with any of it. Nope. Nope. Clump, you're going to have to hey. let me know because I am curious. I don't usually watch uh, uh, AEW on Hulu. Does it cut stuff out on the Hulu or no? No. So I watched AEW on T- the TBS app. So here's okay. here's another thing about my gripe with NXT and WWE and I feel like maybe this is a thing that would that really does hurt them I'm watching NXT I have to wait a week to watch the entire show on Peacock yep if I watch it on Hulu I can watch it the day after awesome it's an hour long and in the case of today this week's show I watched 35 minutes of promos and I watched it with people around me and the comments that kept coming up is so you watch wrestling why are we watching a bunch of short videos about people and if 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 i'm trying to showcase to somebody hey like check this out this is the thing i love that kind of sucks when you just are watching those and not even like these really built up promos it's like there is about 10 minutes of wade barrett and the and vic joseph just saying oh this too and just showing them showing match graphics and you're like this fuck is this whereas if i i don't even have to have hulu i can have cable or a family member with cable wink wink if i go to tbs.com or on any streaming device download the tbs watch app i can watch it live or the day after and it's the entire show i will say in my experience the usa app has nxt the next day and in my experience peacock has had nxt on the next day no. Checked it today. Yeah, it, I, that's what I was telling you, Marsh. It, it Peacock. I I've never. Peacock I haven't seen. And it's almost always the next day. Really? No, because I I get mine a week and a half later. We tried last Peacock's night at like eight p.m. But I will say the USA app is always consistent and has it up the next day if they get it right. There's yeah. been a time where they put the same episode up two weeks in a row. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> But like, USA app is is that same way where they'll have the whole episode there. But I used to always watch it on the on on the network the next day, and then Peacock I was doing it the next day for a bit. But they did just go under undergo a big update. That okay, they something. do have it now. They have it now on Peacock right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there, but it's still like that's forty eight hours because last night it's like and it was it was like in the morning it was eight p.m. like yeah. really like <laughs> y'all. <laughs> yeah 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 no 100% but I mean yeah it, it's always a bit weird another thing that I don't like about the USA app is it like moves like there's like it looks like an old TV where it has like little lines on it in real yeah. areas mm. if there's too much action 
the whole thing gets like wiggly. It's really weird. I have that with I have that with Hulu too. Peacock is is not bad. Yeah. But like uh, I'll be <laughs> watching, and we're watching like on 4K TV, and internet's not an issue. Mm. Most anything else I watch, it doesn't have this. But if I'm watching wrestling on Hulu or on USA, it has super bad buffering and artifacting on it, where it looks it just blurs, and you're like, the fuck is going on? Yeah, and I don't, I never have it with TBS. Like, I never have it anywhere else. It's specifically those two. And that's that's also really rough when you're watching. It's like, this is hard to actually see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. That's why I prefer to watch on Peacock when I can. I'll have to s- just keep an eye on it and see how soon the episodes are coming out on Peacock. Because I feel like that I've had very little issue with it coming out the next day. But I also don't know. I'm not sure. Um, let's see. I've always had issue, but. Alright, alright, let's see. But it's not as bad as it used to be, though. When they first took over the WWE library, that took like two weeks to get one. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, well, we'll watch it in an alternative way. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Getting blown up a little bit. Trying to square that away. Uh, so then we did end up with Jay Lethal versus Moxley. Now, uh, did either you used to watch Jay Lethal all the time, right, Amanda? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ring of Honor. Has he been doing the Macho Man stuff? Years. I mean. Okay. Um, he's been doing that. Well, at first it started out as kind of, you know, a, a backstage joke between the boys and girls, right? Because he's really good at it. Mm. Um, then they really kind of started highlighting it on BTE around All In time. Well, okay. before All In for a little bit, because obviously that's when the Bucks were still with Ring of Honor. Um, and then he did it in TNA you... too. Did he? He did it in TNA and Impact. Oh. He was black. Black Machismo. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot yeah. that. I forgot oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But I see my exposure to it has always been like at least with the Ring of Honor side. But Black Machismo, it was great because that's when you had him come out with Lanny Poffo, which was awesome. And that's some really great promos too. So if you ever want to see them, I recommend them because they are hilarious. Yeah. So, but I've been watching Lethal for a while. I will say the AEW version of Jay Lethal is absolutely just, I don't know what they're doing with Jay Lethal, to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, it's, <clears throat> he's not enjoyable to watch because I think they're just throwing him in situations where, you know, he's going to, you know, he's pretty much losing matches and making people look good yeah so yeah cool. but i just was a little i just haven't seen much of jay lethal but a few clips i've seen here and there and seeing him do so much macho stuff i was like is this new or is he always a macho like it was the black it was but not awful by any means i wasn't all it didn't yeah. like ruin him for me i was just kind of like what the hell There's a lot of macho yeah no because you do the macho walk to the ring he did the macho like too sweet to mm-hmm. some guy he did the little fingers Obviously, mm-hmm. he did the elbow drop thing. Also, his elbow drop mm-hmm. sucked. I don't know if he was just too oh, far. Oh, yeah. But he, like, he might have been too far. And then, yeah. 
Yeah, I think he's too far. Yeah, I was excited for it because I was like, well, he's doing all this macho stuff. He's got to have a killer elbow. And then he, like, jumps and basically landed on his feet and then, like, fell to the side. And I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah, no. No, 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 no. That's a. I was going to say, you know whose elbow, macho elbow, is actually really good is Janela, I think. Oh, he does have a great one. I saw it at GCW. It's a great one. Yeah, he has a really great one. The whole, the body posture and everything, it's just, like, absolutely perfect, like, for that. So, but, yeah, no, Jay Lethal. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. And it kind of sucks because, like, I think Tony is like, oh, well, you know, he's got the, you know, the whole macho stuff, you know, because you noticed at the beginning of his music, now it has the, the beginning of the macho stuff. But, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, that's a real big waste to to have him. And it's a disservice because I've seen him wrestle some really incredible matches. And, like, one of my favorite matches that Colt Cabana does was with Jay Lethal. It was an hour-long Iron Man match. I'm mad because when they went to Honor Club, um, because I bought it, they weren't putting some of those things up. I was pissed. So, lost in the universe it is. But if Tony puts up this, you know, the catalog soon, it was in Atlanta, and it was awesome. It headlined the thing, and... Man, those guys were, they were great. And I just was like, wow. But when you see things like that, and then you see Lethal in some great matches with, like, I've seen him in great matches with, um, who I'm trying to think of who. He had a lot of great matches. I mean, he was phenomenal. And, you know, and you see things that. About him. And I, yeah, I haven't and then when you see him all this. that much. And then I saw this, yeah. and I'm kind of like, oh. Because also his logo was almost identical to Jeff Jarrett's logo. And I was like, he's yeah, got that's a, a new one. logo, and then he's got a Macho Man entrance, and then he did a bad mm-hmm. elbow drop. I was like, what is happening here? This dude's like... Yeah, no, that's a new logo, because he didn't but... have that before. Yeah, he, they really pushed the whole lethal injection thing. Yeah. But other people at AW do the same move. Mm-hmm. So, And they were there before him, so I don't know. But yeah. again, it's just like Tony fanboying and seeing these names, and you know, whatever. And obviously because of Ring of Honor, I'm pretty sure the Bucks vouch for him. Christopher Daniels, Kaz, all those people. So Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah, I mean it was a decent match. I don't think I like I don't love like it's okay, Moxley's thing where he refuses to shake their hand before the match and then shake it afterwards, like I don't respect anybody till I fight you. It's like I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt. I was like, okay, dude. Like, but other than that, I thought, I thought it was a decent match by both guys. Yeah. 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 Um, I just don't like mocks. I mean, it seems the same every time. I don't. You know what's weirder? It's getting weirder and weirder to me that the more and more I like mocks, it's more and more between bell to bell and less between everything else. And I think I used mm-hmm. to really enjoy the character, and I'm not enjoying the character as much anymore. It's coming off really forced. I don't and think he has a character. That's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm not... It's, like, strictly in-ring, I think he's doing some fun matches. But him going to the ring, his entrance, his music, this weird handshake thing, the, stuff, the, the weird moving on the way in, like, I don't like any of it. I'm like, let's yeah. just get through this and get him in the ring and see what he does. Like, but... I don't know. Anything on that, Clump? you watch more Lethal than me. Is there anything on this Lethal stuff that uh, I, I should have been more attuned to? 
I mean, he's not he's not bad. I I didn't I, I agree with you as I thought the match was good. Um I kind of think he's one of those people we need to like it was a good compelling match. It was a good match that, you know, didn't feel like a a real bad like squash loss. Yeah. But maybe um, you know, I I could see him needing some more some more wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to make him if you're going to make someone mean something again, it's this is a criticism I have of AEW that will not end until they that that that, that still has not ended is I I appreciate you bringing these talents in that I know are amazing. However, I don't like that I feel like I'm the only fucking person who knows they're amazing. Yeah, right. Like the other thing is uh, on as far as your con uh, your your <clears throat> comment about the it wasn't a squash. My problem with AEW is they don't do squashes, so every loss feels like a squash the same way because no one's ever just demolished. Everyone has a super competitive match and loses, so every loss feels the same to me. Just from my perspective, where if a dude loses in five seconds or twenty minutes. It feels like largely the same because in that promotion they almost exclusively do not do squash matches. So it's like, well, we're gonna get at least ten minutes, but it's gonna be the loss that they would have given them anyways. You know what I mean? Like the time frames almost don't matter at this point because everyone's so competitive that it's it's not separating people as far as their talent goes anymore. It's just this is we just need to put on a twenty minute match for this person that has to win. You know what I mean? I think more stories could be told with squashes and stuff, because then I it makes me feel like when when Moxie's squashing everybody, and then he has a match with a lethal that goes 15 minutes, you go, oh, lethal must be good, man. He's not getting squashed. Yeah. But when he yeah. has a 15-minute match with everybody, you go, yeah, Moxie just has to wear him down. He's just not really strong very fast. I get the he's idea behind it. It's like, I'm going to make sure everyone looks great. But yeah. it's 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 a criticism of Roman I had for a long time is, if you make everyone look great, you don't look great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was my issue with Cody. Every single match here was 20 minutes. And you're all like, man, Cody's not very good at putting people away. It takes him a really long time. Yeah. It was. It didn't ever make me feel like that everyone else was better. It made me feel like he was worse than I thought. And so, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't know. They could just do better, I think, with actually utilizing some squash matches. Especially if you want someone to come off as a badass so they can put over somebody else later. You don't look, because <laughs> you can make someone look strong in a loss. If they don't lose the same way everyone else loses, you know. <laughs> well, if everyone loses in twenty minutes, then yeah, same, same, same. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, FTR against the Gun Club. Oh. I mean, it was cool. I don't like FTR's music. Asshole. Am I alone in that? I do. Did you like it or you no, don't? I don't, like, I don't it. like it. It's weird, like eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like they used to have like a cool rock country kind of hard like kind of song and now it's this weird like synthesized dancey 80s song and I was like oh, this feels weird I don't get it but I was like tough guys like, old school blah 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 yeah <laughs> yeah I wonder if it's supposed to be really similar to Midnight Express's music or something maybe I'll have to go back and find out what they came out to and see if it's similar because yeah. I feel like there's got to be a meaning behind it I'm missing because those dudes yeah. are detailed and I like everything else about the presentation, and I like this match. Man, and man, Billy Gunn, God, Billy Gunn is a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's a beast. Uh, what would you guys think of it? You know, the Gun Club 
kind of annoys me. Yeah. But yeah, it more more so it's probably more so Austin than the other guy. Was it Colton? Yeah, yeah okay. Um I shouldn't remember that. Um <clears throat> and I just kinda I have flashback for when they were at Daly's place and there was no crowd and those two were always the most obnoxious people that were on the side of the ring. And so I still have that mental image with me and I'm kind of like, yeah, you're okay. You know, but when I look at people like Braun Breaker, it's like, whoa, you guys are just like, "Mm." you guys are like preschool and he's already, he's graduating early, you know? So, Yeah. 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 I will so. say when they come out, I think of them as clowns and I try and give them a benefit of the doubt by the time the, the thing goes because of that time frame. They came off so yeah. clownish. So I'm like, they're just goofing off. They're just playing around. They don't, they don't yeah. mean any of it. But once the bell rang, yeah. they were doing pretty solid. I, I thought all the Wardlow stuff was really taking away from the match too because the whole thing became about Wardlow. So uh-huh. He was throwing around all the security guys and, well, it was all right. All yeah. right, the building towards MGF and Wardlow, and that's a way to do, to do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Does Wardlow and MGF feel important to you guys? No. Unfortunately, not. It should be. It'd be a really interesting one. It'd be a good spot to really develop a face with some significance. I mean, Wardlow's more or less an AEW original. If AEW let this feud really go and let Wardlow have like give MJF a rare loss that'd be amazing and it'd be really cool to see him go because he's not I've not disliked Wardlow working I haven't felt he's particular he's terribly bad I think it'd be fantastic yeah. but and I I agree with MJF on this in a sense is you're not giving him the space to do a lot of amazing things but you're expecting you're, you're putting him everywhere, and yet I don't care, you know? Right? I thought it was weird, because I thought maybe it's just me, because I'm pretty petty and not a massive AEW fan or anything, but I don't try to pretend. But I felt like for a storyline that they've been pushing since, like, the second pay-per-view, where they've been, like, having these seeds, and I was like, oh, and Wardlow turns on MJF, and oh, you know what's coming. I was like, they've gotten to, to like, just come off a little bit less important than you'd think it would feel by now. And maybe it's because they teased it for so long that by the time it came around, everyone just goes like, okay, this is this is, this is, is how we're going to go through it. You know what I mean? It just feels like we're in motion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but also with the whole Wardlow thing, too, is <clears throat> when he first came to AEW, and I remember those promos, I thought, okay, the, the, this guy's going to be, you know, this guy's going to be great. But we didn't see him really wrestle until, what, maybe – almost a year in and now we're seeing him wrestle regularly so Mm -hmm. i don't know for me how it's not exciting anymore like i I could care less now because it took them so long to do it but you know i don't know yeah they teased it for i think maybe yeah uh, but I mean, I I suspect the match is going to be cool, and I suspect that as we get closer to the match actually happening, we're going to probably get a couple of segments that'll be pretty badass. I do think yeah. those guys are capable of that. This just felt a little shoehorned, maybe. Yeah. Um. And maybe. I do hope MJF gets a loss. That's my hope. Yeah, I wonder how that plays yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Clump, do you want MJF to lose against Wardlow? Yeah. All right. I think. 
it needs to happen. You need to build up. MJF's built up. He's he's safe. He's secure. He's done a lot. He's got name value. You have an original here that could really mean something. This could be a fantastic storyline if done well. I think Wardlow winning with MJF doing what MJF does in a few matches ahead of it, fucking him over, would be fantastic. I think it would be great. I think it'd be also great if they won in a cage or if they won in a not street fight because that I don't think is the win here. I think it needs to be a good, compelling match. I agree. I agree. Do you... Uh, so we haven't talked to you, Clump, in a couple weeks, so we haven't heard what you thought about the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh... <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I wasn't particularly mad at it okay. because I get the idea and more or less to, to me I, I think what's funny about it is it's kind of oh, self-aware and poking fun at the company overall I think it'd be great if uh, they went a bit further with it and poked Tony Khan and other people in it because yeah this is a this company's a Jericho Appreciation Society that's true what if they started calling him Mr. Khan the way they started I, they called him Mr. McMahon I'd love that. Um, <laughs> I would love if Jericho did that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call you Mr. Khan. No. But I think where I lost my enjoyment of it was um, the continued burial of Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Dude came out hot. Santana Ortiz came out hot. And I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. I like this. I think it'd be cool if it was a big dust-up and thing. But then it fell apart and they got their asses handed to them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just sitting there like, fuck this. Yeah, 100%. I, I did feel like this segment went on way too long. Yes. They had a thing, it was okay. They had a little bit of a fight. The whole thing ends up out in the ring. And the whole thing went like fucking 20 or 30 minutes. And it was like... It felt very long, yeah. It felt like yeah. forever. Uh, and they could have done all that same stuff with a lot less time. Uh Anything you have to say about it, Amanda? Are you ready to just kind of... Yeah, you know, I I don't know. This Jericho Appreciation Society thing is just... I, I, I'm like, I thought we were going to be rid of Jericho for a little bit, but I guess not. Yeah, it's sad for me to say that, but, you know. Fozzie must have got canceled or something. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of Yuta and Dana Bryan? That was a good match. I thought... <laughs> I mean, Daniel's good at showcasing people. However, you know, I I don't want this to become a thing where it's like, okay, we're going to, like, feed people to Daniel. He's going to take a long time with them. Though he, I think he did a better show of dominance and healness here. So I liked it. Yuta looked good, but then he looked dominated, which was what needed to happen there. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, I think there's a difference between having a match where you make two people, like, you make two people or one person look good at the expense of the other, and then you make a person look good, and then a person clearly takes over, dominates, or, like, kind of takes them down in a shitty way. And I think that's great. I, you know, I thought 
It was a great way of Wheeler looking good, but at no point did Daniel Bryan look out of control of it. Okay. All right. I respect it. Anything you want to say about it? It just kind of was. It was just another Daniel Bryan spot to me. Uh, Yeah. Decent match. Yeah. Yeah, nothing special about it. It was just, okay, it is what it is. And, you know. And that also not is to say that it, nothing special other than it's just, Dan- I mean, it's not a, a knock to say a Daniel Bryan match. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. It was good, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to ask you guys about this Adam Cole stuff. Okay. First off, the stealing the championships and saying they're your champions is done a million times, and I'm not, it doesn't excite me a bunch. But I want to talk to you specifically about, about Kyle O'Reilly. Hmm. So, uh-huh. in this promo, Kyle O'Reilly loses his fucking place. He asked Bobby Fish, what was I supposed to say? Bobby kind of whispers to him. He starts to say he remembers what he's going to say. And then he goes, I think I had too much champagne and I don't feel good. I'm going to sit down. And he sits down and puts his head between his knees. I saw yeah. people online speculate that it had to do with him actually drinking too much champagne and he's diabetic. And that he may have been having a blood sugar issue. That then, why is he drinking champagne if he's diabetic? I was gonna say that. That yes, I feel like this is a really sticky segment that I don't think enough people are talking about. Because why would they? Because they don't like to hold Tony accountable. Best case scenario, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly had a really shitty promo that made no sense and made him look like he was he drank too much. Yes. Worst case scenario, he actually drank too much, and he's diabetic and was in the ring. Uh-huh. Either way, he got involved in physicality during this segment. He yeah. was taking bumps, punching people, doing stuff. You're either portraying that a dude drank too much and is now involved in physicality, or you actually have a person who drank too much and is now involved in physicality. It's really lose-lose here. <laughs> Well, and, yeah. and it's, is it, oh, you're going to go back to the old standard of people being sloppy drunks and we're making fun of legit problems, which some people find uncomfortable and you guys don't handle it really well, or are, yeah, again, is this, why, why is this dude getting his ass out to the ring? Why is he drinking at all? Or why aren't we having conversation with Kyle and saying, okay, we're going to take, you need some time away to get yourself better um i think it unfortunately was all part of the skit because the other thing that happened in him coming out and being dumb it was shown he wrote kyle all fucked up and stupid on his dumbass fake title like it's i don't I mean, I'll give them this. Hey, you're you're putting a fan favorite tag team up there and li- making them look like shit and burying them before they buried other talent. So that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a bad look either way. Like you said, you're either portraying a thing that we have a history of portraying poorly and don't need to do. Yeah. Or he did a thing. And the other thing is, like, if he really had to put his head down like that, why didn't Adam Cole or someone just be all like, hey man, just scoot off? Like, yeah. They're, when they first threw him over the rope, let that be that. Say, hey, we're yeah. going to throw you over the rope. 
dive out and just stay down, dude. Like, if you don't feel good, don't be doing this. Like, yeah. if you accidentally drink too much, and let's just say they didn't intend to drink too much. Maybe he doesn't have a problem. Maybe he just didn't eat enough and didn't realize it, had one glass of champagne, and it went straight to his head, and he's like, shit, that's never happened like that before. Well, maybe now's mm-hmm. the time to lay out, you know? Like, everyone just went ahead and said, no, no, we're going to go through the way it was. Like, I don't like any of that. Like, real yeah. or fake, I didn't I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel comfortable or that anyone was being safe. You know? I agree with 100%. Like, it's... It, it's just done. It, it, or dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. Um, at best, it, at worst, it's cool. We're really fucking bad at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad. Really are we dumb? Are we dumb? Or are we fucking? Cr- yeah. Are we? Yeah. Are we who runs? Well, irresponsible. Which one? Who runs we? this goddamn company? <laughs> I just want to see if you guys saw it the same way I did because I was like as much criticism as I give them for certain things there's sometimes you just kind of go like the fuck are we doing like yeah it's one of those oh, yeah. like disappointing parts where sometimes I go okay that could be better like Jay Lethal's oh. elbow drop I just criticized it just was a shit landing like yeah the rest of it was all good yeah. this was one where I was kind of like this is bad bad like not objectively bad just bad bad for the whole everyone involved oh yeah uh all right so i just want to know what you guys thought uh the thunder rosa promo what you guys think of that last week she came out to say two words and got bum rushed and beat the shit out of this time she got to say her piece mm-hmm. what do you think you uh, know yeah go ahead Amanda. i was gonna say you know um i don't know about you or you clump uh you martian you clump but you know, I don't know, but Nyla Rose, I don't know. She, I mean, we know you're big, you're a beast, whatever, right? I just don't, I don't think I, I just don't think I buy it anymore. Yes. At first it was great. Now uh-huh. it's like, no, no. Mm-hmm. And you're only really there to give Vicky Guerrero a job. But, you know, that's just my piece. Yeah. They beat her into the ground. She's lost every match she's ever had, almost. You know what I mean? She had a, almost, really, yeah. a really bad title reign. She lost mm-hmm. most matches on the way to it. And, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they really just beat that character into the ground where it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to believe. And when even when the Nyla character said she was the foundation, you're kind of like, based off what? Foundation of what? Yeah. Yeah, that's and where I was like, uh, what are you talking yeah. about? But the Thunder Rosa promo I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She struggled with the little things and got caught up on her words a couple times, but to me, that doesn't bother me. I feel like that gives a sense of passion and realism to it. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. I loved it. What would you think, Clump? I thought I thought it was a great promo. Uh, on Thunder's side, I, I, I... Nyla's a person I always want to like, mm-hmm. but I never feel like they're I don't know if it's them in the ring or work I don't know what it is I, I they they it could be booked I just can't like I'm like okay cool Nihilus here awesome yeah. <laughs> like is very dismissed like it's easy to dismiss Nihilus segments because you just know it's not going anywhere yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's better, like, I always kind of compared them in a lot of ways to Nia Jax in terms of, like, they booked them as beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, but hey, at least they don't end careers. And I do like their ass on Twitter a lot more. That's <laughs> them, on, them on Twitter, I'm like, I like you. <laughs> you're, you're the kind of asshole I, I am. I like you. <laughs> I don't even think you're on Twitter anymore, Clump. He reads it. Does he? Uh, yeah. I just well, don't post anything, but like, hey, just so you know, there's a new release of a totally legit uh, Neiman Marcus edition Seamaster. See? Mm. And then also, like, on Reddit, they'll post screenshots of uh, oh. tweet, yes. tweets and stuff. And Reddit loves Nyla. So. Mm-hmm. Hey. He's aware of stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, FTR's promo where they challenged the Young Bucks? I didn't feel like it was a bad promo, but I also felt like, wh- why? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, as much as the Young Bucks, people still want to say they're the best tag team in the world, they've been largely irrelevant on their own TV for a while now. Yeah, 100%. And I don't mean that in a mean way. They've just been doing stuff on Rampage, and they're probably doing stuff in the back, and the tag team division's really moving on without them for the most part, which is probably a good thing for now. But for for FTR to say, like, we came here to make reputation, not lose it, we don't want this number one, number two concept anymore, we want Young Bucks. I was like, who's been talking about the Young Bucks? Like... Nobody! Yeah. I think it'd be more interesting and I think a much better match if they wanted to do this and they said, we want the Hardys. Yeah. Yeah? Because this week on Being the Elite 300, the Young Bucks and Hardys kind of started a feud and I was just like, I really don't give a shit about this. I saw that Ring of Honor. Saw that Orlando. Supercard of Honor. Yeah. No. But... I am curious to see the Briscoes and FTR though on um, yes. uh, ROH. So yeah. um, also I'm also excited because I can believe in Joe Hendry again. Best fucking song I think out there right now for a wrestler, the greatest. Got it gets great audience participation. I love it. Um, and just to see because apparently. Tony says, you know, ROH is going to be totally different after this. So, we'll see. Yeah. I even saw an interview with Tony where really, if you you listen to what he's saying and kind of read between the lines of what he's trying not to say, Mm -hmm. is it sounds an awful lot like it's going to be a developmental program. He views it very much the same as NXT and wants it to be AEW's version of like NXT 2.0 not that he wants it to look like 2.0, but the 2.0 is much closer to what the main roster is now. And so mm-hmm. the transitions are should be more smooth moving forward. And he wants, I think he wants Ring of Honor to look more like that, where it looks like the AEW product on a smaller scale. He's not talking about where it's going to end up, how it's going to be distributed, where they're even going to be, if it's going to tour or not. I'm starting to get the impression he might end up in that studio in Orlando and just be a studio thing. I don't know if he truly wants to tour it or not. It's a lot of work. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's cutting budgets, you know. Probably not. But, you know, or he just runs it out of dailies. Oh, could be just a thing there. Yeah. 
because you know you can you can get that crowd and then not only that too but you own the facility so there you go that's true too yeah mm-hmm. uh Sprint fox coming through saying ding dong hello and he said uh you know we know ftr is going to win them titles do you think they're yeah i wouldn't be surprised that's probably true i bet you they use the supercard to get all the ring of honor titles onto aew talent so they can just mm-hmm. go ahead and say like hey everyone's gone now the one i don't understand is the women's because Deanna Perrazzo is the current Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. I know she is doing another show the same night at the same time. But at the same what, time. At the same time. <laughs> at the same yeah, shows running at the same time. So I don't like what they're doing with that because they're basically trying to say that it's vacant, but it's not. Because Deanna has it. And she's been on TV on Impact or wherever two belts what do you want to you know what she do you actually wanna... had a she had a match with uh billy starks that we really liked yeah i mean we like we like billy yeah uh, i'm excited she's... to finally see her live i'm yeah. excited yeah um and mm-hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with her clump but she's like still in high school it's nuts yeah yeah billy starks is nope. a high school student who's like fucking blowing it up out there in the east coast yeah yeah like nick uh, wayne is doing out here in the yeah. west yeah, yeah for sure nick fucking wayne uh, yeah, I I wonder if, if Tony just flat out doesn't want to work with Deanna, and that's all it is. So he's going to make up an excuse why he doesn't have to have her on, puts his own champion on, and <laughs> the interim champion for right now. But then Jesus. the second that they're out of Supercard and all the titles have moved to AEW talent, he just says, these are our Ring of Honor champions, you know, and stops using the word interim at that point and just tells Deanna to cease and desist. You know, I wouldn't be shocked about that at all. Yeah. 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 Well, when I think of it, and I don't know, this is just me being hopeful, is another reason why is because certain someone I'd like to have be signed, that's his ex-girlfriend. And it was, yeah, it was very tense. I'm going to jump off. Give me 10 seconds. Okay. Okay. Even the people, you know, around them during that time, Ring of Honor were, you know, about the whole thing. So I think that's that's my my guesstimate, but I'm probably wrong because you know it's probably never going to happen. But hey, I, I still believe. So. Yeah. Uh, Spinner Fox does say Yuta's going to win the pure open title. I wouldn't be shocked about that. No, I wouldn't be shocked about that either. Uh, he goes, I'm not sure how the main championship's going to be uh, going to be down the women's interim title. Uh, we already just kind of covered that. It was, but Suzuki yeah. has a TV championship match. Really? That's interesting. Uh, he goes, hell, Conman might just keep the tag in the male and the female world titles. I don't think he's going to keep those champions. I don't think he wants them. I think if he wanted them, he'd have signed them. Uh, and he goes, yeah, the winner will face her at a later date. I just don't think that's actually going to be true. Or it won't be in yeah. AEW or even Ring of Honor. Yeah. They'll probably have the interim champion beat her at, like, Warrior Wrestling or some shit and be, be done with it. I don't think they want to work with Deanna, like, is what it looks like. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he goes, they could have done Britt versus Deanna, but he dropped the ball. Um, and he's talking about CYN. I just, I, it just doesn't look like he wants to work with her. Otherwise, he would have. He's had so many opportunities mm-hmm. to and just hasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of, uh, as, we, as we move on through a little bit, we did end up with the Owen Hart Foundation Women Tournament Qualifier. Mm-hmm. And the bunny came out. Uh, the to be determined 
uh, uh, debut. What I did like about this, though, is that they knew that there was about to be a surprise. Like, who's going to come out to face? And commentary was talking about something else. Yep. And then as her music hit, they're still talking about something else. And they're like, oh, it's Tony. Oh, like, why didn't, yeah. Why didn't you, like, <laughs> yeah. set the anticipation? Who's it going to be? Right. Who could it be? Like, this is a big – and then be silent and wait. But they didn't. They talked over the beginning of her entrance. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. Like, this is bigger. Yeah, they're not. Uh, but we got Tony Storm. Tony Storm's arrived in AEW, uh, had a mostly decent match with the Bunny. Uh... Mostly. There was a lot of misses in here, but the Bunny's just not that good. She's not up to par with, with a Tony. We've seen Tony no. do incredible stuff all over the world. It's hard to say at this point. And we've also seen Bunny mess up a lot in every match she's ever had. So it's hard for me to yeah. say that Tony was off her, her game here. Right. But it definitely was uh, not the cleanest of matches or the cleanest debut of all time. But Tony did have a match and did get a win here. You know Give funny? me Tony. I want Sorry. Tony versus Jamie Hayter so bad. That could be, be great. Yeah. That's going to be fucking amazing. I think that'll be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox says he's got mixed emotions about this match. Yep. Look, mm-hmm. I'm happy for Tony. I also have a hard time being too excited about any debut because we just see what happens to the debuts of everybody. And look at Ruby. She was supposed to be the biggest signing they'd had. She yeah. disappeared into the ether. Yeah, the minute they got Thunderosa, there was a green card uh, storyline, you know, like, mm-hmm. just, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you caught that last week. Um, that's why Vicky was saying to Thunder Rosa was that I don't think you have a, a, a real green card. It's fake. Uh, that was the heat that we were trying to get. Uh, in that same night, because this, uh, this comes into, like, my concern also for Tony is what's going to become of Tony. Like, so Paige Van Zant, uh, earlier that night, they said uh, it was to take, they first off called Take Conti Lucha Horus mm. uh, because she's with Sammy Guevara. Uh, and then in that same promo, Dan Lambert said, hey, if you had 10 bucks a month, you could buy Paige's OnlyFans site and find out why Orange Cassidy has his hands in his pockets. So insinuating, one, that not only is Orange Cassidy masturbating to Paige Van Zant on the internet, but he's also doing it on live TV. Yeah. So my concern being is how long until... And then also, as one more pullback, uh, it, with Ruby Soho, her first promo against Britt Baker was that she's sleeping with someone in the back. Mm-hmm. Also go to fast forward to MJF and CM Punk and how many times did MJF say that CM Punk was sleeping with Britt Baker? Mm-hmm. My concern is you now have Tony Storm whose biggest hit in the news in the past month has been that she opened up an OnlyFans. So much so that it also exposed how awful these dirt sheets are. They didn't talk about there's a number of other women in wrestling who have opened up OnlyFans since then. That they have yeah. not mentioned, which also just goes, is it news when you want it to be? Is it news when you're attracted to someone? Or is it news when it's not? Either way, if you're not recovering everyone, you're exposing yourself in a certain way, right? So yep. how long, given Tony Storm's history in the WWE, which you know they'll bring up, last time we saw her, she was in a program with Charlotte where they put cream pie in her face. How long before we have some sort of fucking cream pie reference where they're trying to say, is it your WWE or your OnlyFans? Yeah. I just don't think we're going to get out of Tony Storm without them degrading her in a certain level. They will. Level. They will. The other thing as well, like, 
there's a lot of levels to that that I find so frustrating. One, I, I, what is the why, why do we need to diminish somebody? One, how shitty is it uh, that we're that people who are performing here need to do that? But also, like, why do mm -hmm. we need to min why do we need to demean somebody who, who is a sex worker if they want to do that? Also, OnlyFans, as far as I know, you can do. A, there's a lot of other things people do there that is not. It's it's it, it's just fucked. And then it goes back to the shittiest parts of the Attitude Era, which I really wish they didn't bring back, because you don't need to demean women in this way. Yeah, you know. And that was only one of the times I mentioned Paige's OnlyFans. Back when Paige first was getting involved with uh, Jericho, he said. I bet you would love to get in a ring with five guys and put it on your OnlyFans. Yeah. That's so fucked up. It is so like, fucked up. And that's my point is that, yeah. like, if it was one time and you said, okay, they crossed the line this one time, they're showing that they have a habit of doing this and that it's okay. Yes. Yeah. So my concern is it, they're going to do this against somebody who really doesn't need that shit right now. And that's it's, a history of having issues with that in the past. And, again, back to you talk about being a, well, they've not really talked about it since Cody's gone. That's fun and fucked up. Um, like, it's it's so jocular and so toxic in an industry that really has a bad history of being so toxically male. And I'm sure the argument is, well, this is the humor that people like. They like that. There's better ways to be edgy in your humor than that. I mean, I always found the, the lady that would, po would pose the signs that were so fucking vulgar regarding Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. I laughed oh. my ass off at that every... Well, yeah, but it's... it's Yeah, it's, it's turning the tables, and it's a funny... To me, yeah, that's... You know, do that if you're going to do something like this. Why not go that pathway? If we, yeah. Because that would speak something to trying to be different or new. Like, let's, let's talk about, you know, you know, somebody's abs and stuff like that, but it's just kind of gross. Yeah. You know, um, and it's it speaks to I'm sure like when they do that, it's it's unfortunate the amount number of people who still see it that way. You know, mm -hmm. if yeah, yeah, and, that's my concern is that I just don't see them doing it, not doing that. You know, at this point, they've they've kind of set a standard. Yeah, well, and, there's yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to say real quick that I find also really fucked up about it, and I'm sorry, producer, please go. Did you have something, something you want to say first? No, no, go for it. When you do things like this and you draw attention to these kind of things, it also has a splash effect to other talents who've been hurt, like mm -hmm. Paige and Austin Creed, and people are going to go look up and you can still find their stuff. And that was stuff that hurt people's lives and careers. That was stuff that was put up without their consent by a shitty person and still exists and that draws that attention i think it's better to just silence and get away from it and that happened to tony storm she had stuff leaked and she has openly talked about the depression she went into when that happened and so i do find it very cool for her to be on the other side of it and to to find empowerment in huh? doing what she's doing i don't think that i need a world where i feel that she's in a place that is, is likely going to ridicule her for it and draw up those old feelings. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. I wish I felt she was in a place where you just knew it wouldn't be brought up. But I'm showing you all these examples because that's my biggest concern right now is like, well, fuck. That's all people are talking about. They have a history of bringing this shit up and she's got a history of depression as pertains to that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, and what I'm a little still concerned about is like we don't really know why she left, right? Um, there's been no statement from her, and so um, I like. I guess yeah, we don't know if it was just straight up for money or if there was something happening at the other company, right? So we just don't have a lot of background. So yeah. there's there's that as well. Yeah. Um, but we talked about it last week, and I know I posted some clips on our Instagram. But um, you know, we were talking about OnlyFans and just like how it affects possibly like the rest of um, the indie re- the women in indie wrestling and the community and at whole. You know, how is this yeah. how is this going to impact you know the the new young young woman coming up? Um, is this going to be what's expected? Right. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I've gotten to the point personally where um, if there's if there's a female wrestler that I follow and she's just posting OnlyFans shots, like, I don't really care. And so I'll like I'll actually start unfollowing because it's like yeah. I'm I'm following you because you're wrestling. Right. Like that's that's what I'm interested in. Um, I, I just don't care to see all that. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. Um, like it comes to a point where it's like. Like, I don't know if they're just doing this actually because they're empowered or if this is like, well, I'm just not making enough, which that's a whole other issue, right? Yeah. And it's, I, I would love it to be a situation where somebody's doing because they're empowered or it's something right. they enjoy. I've, you know, I've had friends, that's why they do it. That's great. Right. But I've also had friends where this is a way that they make ends meet or this is a thing like where right. for other factors, they can't hold down a normal job. And that's fucked. Um, yeah, yeah. It speaks to greater societal issues. I'll, also, unfortunately, right. when they when they make the comment about Paige Van Zant, yeah. um, I, I would kind of put money that somewhere in some writing room where they're talking about that joke, they're very aware of the connection between that name and another name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That 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 coming up a lot. Yeah, they might have that, but yeah, I don't like. I think if you were smart and cautious, you wouldn't fucking do that because of those things. I, that's yeah. you, you. That might be me overreading it, but to me, I just find the. It's a topic I find very sensitive to myself because it's just shitty. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be portrayed that way. Let me hit the chat real quick. Spinner Fox says, "Hey, Tony, I'm happy for her, but she's the next flavor of the month. Mm. It's just pissing me off that they keep bringing in more and more talent, and they they get left behind." Yep. But they yeah. also, uh, as a side note, are doing budget cuts. So maybe they released uh, all those people so they could hire Tony. Oh. Uh, if we want to use WWE, IWC uh, thought processes, right? That's what they said. You mm. release this person to get that person. That's mm. only that's the only way it works. I'm not saying that's true because it's definitely not true. But right. Grim Reaper says, build up to Tony versus Jade. Jade goes over to keep building her legacy. I hate you, Grim Reaper. <laughs> Spinner Fox says, Bunny was like, uh, was like what the what the only Canadian female talent in the Owen Classic, and she loses. They could have put Bunny in an easy win against a younger talent. That's true. You could add the Canadian through there. It'd been a nice little thing. Uh, he says every female talent is and will get attacked until it goes too far, and Tony will have to go on Twitter and say I'm sorry for it to change. <laughs> Except we also know he refuses to say sorry even when he knows he's wrong. <laughs> Fox says, I've noticed that some talent in AEW crying bitch over being on the road. I think people are choosing AEW for the light road schedule, but they still cry about being that much on the road, too. I agree, and I actually said that, is I wonder if part of the decision is, at this point, we're not the only people in the world 
who sit there and say, well, they do a couple things for a month and they sit on the shelf for a year or two. Right. What if some of these people, what if Tony in mind was all like, hey, if I sign a three-year contract, I only got to work the first couple months of it. And then I have guaranteed money for the next three years and I can do what I want from wherever I want. You know what I mean? I can come in from time to time and do a thing. Like if I know they're not going to use me much, at least it's free money while I'm doing other stuff. Building her OnlyFans because maybe that's what she wants to do. Maybe she wants to do modeling. Maybe she wants to be an actress. And she goes, hey, if I do that here, I know I'm only wrestling a really finite amount of time. And I've given a lot more freedom to do the other stuff while still getting paid fully because Tony's this way. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't shock me to find out that that wasn't a deciding factor. And I wouldn't hate someone if they told me it was. I'd say, okay. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Amanda, what do you think? Well, you know, I don't know. The, the whole OnlyFans thing is really interesting. I think, as far as wrestlers go, I think most of it kind of started out because more, more of the indie people had it than, you know, people who are assigned to companies and what and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them, it was, you know, supplemental income. I think now there's a whole new thing with... Um, I think Playboy is doing something where they're taking normal women and they're making them like there's online content and there are a couple of women who've been empowered by it. And I think it's awesome. Um, I think her, who was one of them? Um, Mama Faye is one of them. Um, Faye Jackson. And I think it's great. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I think that, you know, th those kinds of things are fine, but it's just when, you know, we start all of a sudden people are using it in a, I don't know, they're just using it in a, a disgusting manner, which I'm pretty sure yeah, that's people what are. That's what bothers me too. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay. But then again, you know, I don't know, as women, we don't see, there are some men who do have OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Um there are a couple, not not as many as the women, but there's few. I saw one indie guy uh, who his picture was one that had an AEW background, so he's at least been on Dark or something. And mm -hmm. uh, he was posting today about how he's opening up an OnlyFans, about how he was a stripper uh, years ago, and that he wants to see a positive change in sex work and felt that he wanted to put his money where his mouth was and be involved in it to, to be able to be there to facilitate change. Hmm. And I thought, how cool is this? But you don't that do is kind of cool. <laughs> find out the name. DM me it. Put no, it in my you. DMs. Okay. I want to see if he has a good butt because you can't say stripper. You had a nice chest, so we'll see. <laughs> okay. Just because you have a nice chest does not mean that you have a great butt. This is true. This is true. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. This is true. Yep. Our dude butt connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't mind. I mean, obviously, none of us have an issue with. The, I mean, we talk about Bad Dragon all the time as a joke around here. But like, like, if that's what you want to do and you feel empowered doing it, oh. fuck yeah. Yeah. When people try to use it against you, especially in these storylines, I feel like that's fucked up because it's already tough enough to get through that without yeah. ridicule. That we don't need to add <laughs> national TV exposure to somebody being ridiculed for it. And yeah. when I've seen it so many times in that company so far, I mean. Look at what WWE did when, when that shit happened with Paige and when the Carmella shit was going on with Corey and stuff. Like, they removed him from TV. Not uh -huh. 
to get them off of TV to, to punish them, but to try to help that murmur die down. Well, so people would stop. You know what I mean? They they did have the Usos do that one joke with Paige, but like it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, that was great. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, but it's a space of constant growth that we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. Like. Yeah. We we can do better. Uh, Graham Reaper's giving me kissy faces because he knows he's a dirty son of a bitch. Mm. Talking about that <laughs> win. Tony Khan, or not Tony Khan, Tony Storm should win that tournament, I think. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Spinner Fox says, Con Man should have a board with a tra- with talent trainer, Warren Brothers, and a lawyer to stop Con Man from allowing some dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He goes, AEW is like a job that you can double dip, get paid, but then do all the side jobs. Penelope Ford is still going to college while in AEW. Yeah, that's not to say you can't do it. Now, the one Nikki Cross is is getting her college degree. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable famously got his master's with a four point oh. A thank you. That's <laughs> true. That's uh, true. But he also says Marina Shafir might break the mold of the teenage jokes. But then again, Jade is now being all sexual now as well. So I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, and that's just what my concern is. And it's not to say it will happen, but I'd almost be shocked if it didn't because of the precedence that they've set. But it's decided to say I'm see Tony Storm there because I like to see her wrestle. There's also nobody on that roster that I look at and think dream match. I do mm-hmm. think there's a couple of them that would be pretty cool. I think Jamie Hayter, like you pointed out, obviously Thunder Rosa would be cool. Serena D probably. And oh yeah. Where my it's kind of where my list starts to really thin out. I can't think of anyone else that I think that would be amazing. Probably Ruby Soho would be a good match. But I don't think of it as like a dream match type of stuff. Where realistically, yeah. when when Tony was in like NXT UK, even it was like, oh my god, this match, this match, this match, this match. Like you just wanted to see them all, and it didn't work yeah. out for you know reasons, I suppose. The other thing I want to throw out there because I saw a lot of people say this. They go, oh, how could WWE have messed up so bad with Tony? Stark? Oh yeah, come on, really? <laughs> in my oh, mind. Yeah. They didn't have time to mess it up. I do the, one argument that I appreciated as realistic was that she had been signed with them for four years. So when you think about it time frame wise, she was in NXT for a small window of that and main roster for an even smaller window before she walked away. And the idea that it took that many years for her to get to SmackDown, I can understand the argument of like she was star ready for a lot longer. We don't know all the factors. I mean, take Gunther into account. He's only now in America because he didn't want to come to America before. Yeah. It wasn't that they didn't want him in NXT. It's he didn't want to go there. We don't know that she didn't want to travel to Florida. Yeah. It could have easily been why she was in NXT UK for as long as she was. She just didn't want to. You know? Which well, we also have to... to why her leaving could even be. Go ahead, Tom. Well, we also have to... We have to give credit. We've had an interesting fucking two years. So... There's a like a two year gap of just like shut the fuck up about people traveling and stuff like that moving. That that was a big challenge for a lot of people, even people in the states. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, she was having matches with Charlotte. She was on her way. I felt like having probably a title reign. She was in a top spot with a top star. And I do understand that she was getting humiliated by Charlotte. She also got revenge on Charlotte with, with the pies to Charlotte's face. And I will give you that whipped cream pies is a silly wrestling thing that isn't the most 
incredible, but you also look at Roman Reigns. He was covered in dog food last year. And Baron ago. Corbin. Baron Corbin covered in dog food. They're yeah. doing they're doing just fine. Think about <laughs> even the attitude era if you want to go back that far, not even talking about the women because I mean all the the mud and shit matches, but I'm talking about like look at Vince McMahon. He pissed his pants on live TV. He had beer poured yeah. on him. They poured milk on on a lot of these guys with Kurt Angle like they've done a lot worse to a lot bigger stars. I'm not saying that she was, that that's a part of the due process of it all. Like, I get it. A pie to the face is kind of dumb. And we didn't love it by any means. But yeah. I didn't feel like that was the end. I didn't feel like, well, sure, shit, she's done for. You know what I mean? You just go, oh, this is a kind of a shitty way to start a feud with Charlotte Flair, but here we are. And it's Charlotte Flair. Whether we like her or not, she's a top star. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like her career was over by any means. A lot of people were acting like it was. Or mm-hmm. just assuming that she was treated so poorly. Like, we don't know. We just don't know, don't know. until she comes out and says something. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Spinner Fox, uh, he made a awful comment about Tony Khan. We'll leave alone. And he says, Tony versus <laughs> Sheena Statlander. He said, Ruby who? You mean the November flavor of the month? That's what I mean. But even Sheena and Statlander, I'm not terribly excited for it probably she would be good but i don't know but either way anything you you know the one spot i thought was just like it hurt my feelings was Hmm. i've talked about it a bunch before tony storm has the best headbutt in the whole business oh yeah i've always thought her headbutt is incredible she missed this headbutt in this match by like four feet and then bunny just like slowly collapsed and fell to the side like in the slowest, weirdest way, Tony falls backwards. Yeah. Like she hit something, but the camera clearly shot that they were nowhere near each other. And then Jr. even says, "Well, that was certainly interesting." Yeah, he kind of paused for a sec and was like, "That was interesting." Yeah, and then Excalibur tried to move on and say something else, and it was just kind of like, I was like, for someone who's got the literal best headbutt in the whole business. That's- yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not a great showing, but um, I mean, yeah. not everyone in the company is up to par, you know. Yeah, like it's just we already yeah. know that. Bunny needs mm-hmm. to stop the Death Valley Driver. She doesn't know how to do it, or she's too afraid to do it. Yeah. They even called it, and it wasn't a Death. She was like, it was half a Death Valley Driver, and then she just like dumps her, and and dives out effectively. She doesn't do the car wheel thing. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, anything you want to say about, uh, about any of it, Amanda or Clump? You know, I don't know. I, it, this was probably one of Bunny's better matches, <laughs> but it, oh. again, it's all about who you, who you're rest, working with, but yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Back in the day, Bunny actually was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad to see that she kind of just fell off you know what i mean so yeah yeah it's just sad and we'll see hopefully tony does awesome or at least is able to make a a good living while doing the things that she wants to do on the side like it's just hard to say at this point i can no longer say how great this person's going to be booked differently or better at this point i can just go (laughs) i hope they're getting paid what they like and that they're happy when they're at home like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess miro's doing some acting stuff so cool for miro yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. Lana's doing some acting too, so it's like, well, at least they're both doing something. 
Yeah, we're just uh, trying something. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. Something different. Well, let's talk some NXT. Unless there, well, did you, I mean, Darby and Andrade closed the show and it kind of was what it was to me. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't fantastic. I mean, it wasn't. No. It was, it, it had a, you know, a few, like, of those spots that Darby does where you're like, God damn it, you're, you're not going to be doing this in five years. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. I mean, it's happy to see everyone. As I watched, I was like, "Okay, this is okay." Didn't I was surprised it was the main event, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, they have um, done a lot to really make sure that Hangman Page is not important. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like this should have ended with the with the the undisputed era and Page out there. And that whole kerfuffle that should have happened at the end, and it should have ended with Paige standing tall. Yeah, they don't do that to him. No. They don't do that to him. So no, they ended this with Andrade standing tall over Darby. Okay. <laughs> huh. Uh, well, let's talk NXT. Let's talk about it because we got a big pay per view, or not a pay per view, a premium live event, NXT Stand and Deliver coming up. So this is kind of their go home show, getting it all ready. Uh, so we don't need to break down the whole uh, the whole lot of it all, especially Comp didn't get to see all of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you got to see beginning, the beginning, Imperium versus LA Knight and MSK. Did you see that clip? Yeah, that was that was cool. I I, I liked that, and it was neat because got to watch it with with the uh, you know the kiddo, which is cool. Kid, kid, kiddo was enjoying it, which is neat. Um, it was a cool match. Got to I, I kind of wanted to see a Gunther chop. Because Gunther and I've talked up Gunther all the time and yes. it didn't happen. Um, I like the. To me, this is a great way to have it be a kind of shit finish, but work out in a smart way where pull people out, fight happens, makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was happy with it. Did you happen to, while you were going through all your, uh, your health stuff, did you happen to watch NXT last week at all? Gunther had a match with Andre Chase, and he slapped him so hard it made a different noise than I've ever heard from a chop. <laughs> you hear the contact, but you also hear his lungs, oh. and you hear the hollowness of his chest. It was this boof, like it was a slap and like a boof at the back end of it, and the whole crowd went from going oh to oh oh, oh and they like <laughs> he's dead <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. dead like ev- like you saw men holding their chests and just like yeah yeah breathing deep yeah their mouth everyone's mouth was open like it was it great such a great noise that the crowd reacted to it for several more moves they could not gotten over that chop so i would say that that match finding that chop would be worth it just to check out that one chop because that might be the single greatest chop of all time to date uh, Maybe, yeah. And I the would love chanting "Holy shit!" based off of that one chop too. Yep. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I'd love to see one, like a match where it just. I, I want Gunther to end a match with a chop, like just he, where like a guy falls down. You're like, oh, like that'd uh, be a good, like a, a good, believable, like oh, like <laughs> he gone he did, moment. Uh, he did beat Champa with a chop, which I thought was really. Because the whole match against Ciampa, they were going back and forth trying to avoid the chop. Which I also thought was great by L.A. Knight in this one. Walter, or Gunther went for a couple of chops, and L.A. Knight was ducking him and dodging him because he was, like, desperately not trying to get a chop. It was so good. 
I loved it. Oh, uh, Grim Reaper in the chat says, the chop sound was the same as someone Bella flopping into the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's a good, uh... that's a good one, yeah. It was that <laughs> slap and the parting of the ocean. It was awesome. Uh, I will say that this NXT episode really was taking me out of a lot, which I was really bummed out for because Stand and Liver's coming up. And this match started it where I was super hyped, loved how it started, it was going. And then at one point, one of the members of MSK tagged in and both mm -hmm. members jumped into the ring at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it felt very disorganized. Yes. Mm -hmm. It became super disorganized. The ref looked like an idiot. And then the ref's just letting them do it for as long as they want. And then when, like, LA Knight tried to get in at one point, he, like, stopped him. Like, no, 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 just those two are legal from the one tag. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. it was a mess. It's kind of strange. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, I did not. It, so it kind of fell apart for me there. But apart from that, the idea of these six in the ring was cool. And the idea that we're going to get LA Knight was going through one-on-one. Was it Saturday? It's going to be sick. Amanda, what yeah. you do this match? Well, you know, I, the one thing that I was, like, totally just amazed by is, damn, that crowd now is so LA Knight, like, heavy. Yeah, I loved it. With the, yeah, yeah, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. The whole, yeah, that was great. And I was sitting there like, man, this is going to be really, really incredible. Because I know that most people, you know, they like to... You know, they like to see the chops that Gunther does. And, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I don't blame them. But, you know, the LA Knight thing is really special. And I think that it's really, I'm curious to see what happens in Dallas. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, you're going out of that, you know, weird Orlando bubble. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that he will do extremely, extremely well, I think, over in Dallas. So I'm curious to really see that. And did you notice, so when, when L.A. Knight had the guy in the corner and he was there was trading blows back and forth, instead of they just mm -hmm. going like, yeah, yeah, like they do with people striking, they were actually doing yeah to eat. Yeah, that's, that's what I loved. Yeah, it was. It was cool. amazing. Yeah, I was like, this is completely, completely awesome. So definitely, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is great. Loving this, so. Yeah, so Saturday's going to be really good. Now, did this match really hype me up for Saturday? No, not really. Yeah. And I think that, that yeah, it, it didn't. It was a great match. It was a good match, you know, don't get me wrong, but it, it, it really didn't, for me, I don't think it really necessarily needed to be there because I think that if there's more anticipation with seeing – Gunther and you know and LA Knight and not having them wrestle each other like that I think that would have been more powerful and probably more exciting if that mm -hmm. makes sense yeah. yeah I didn't feel yeah. more excited because I was already excited you know so yeah like, yeah so now I sure. feel like now I feel like I might be let down yeah and that kind of sucks you know yeah, yeah. Give that G uh, Lunar coming to the chat cheers GR Lunar Uh, let's see, let's see. Clump, you haven't watched in a couple of weeks. What did you think about uh, LA Knight's crowd reaction he was getting? Because it was only in the last few weeks that they've really turned and gone onto his side. Mm -hmm. it, it was 
I, I've enjoyed it. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm down with this. This is, this is great. This makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, uh, and it's, I mean, LA Knight, the charisma is undeniable. So to see him finally, you know, kind of getting seen in that way, hell yeah. yeah. And I like that he's also still kind of a an asshole. So it still works out, you know. Yeah. Like I think, I don't think of a lot of wrestlers that could be that anti-hero, like Stone Cold. Uh I think him and Owens pull it off really, really well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I'm ready for him to, to go big time for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. After that, did you get Nivey versus Tiffany Stratton Club? Nope. Oh. Amanda, did you? Then uh... I got 30 minutes of promo promo videos and stuff. Really? Hmm. Dude. Well, I mean, this match was. I remember feeling like it just was not connected. Yeah, I was super excited because um, we're really big uh, Stratton fans. Like that woman's, she's she's got something. Um, and Ivy looks, she looks like she would be, you know, really tough because she's got like the arms, like she's got a great look. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like Ivy's just really new, or maybe maybe she just doesn't practice in the ring as much as. Like she's in the gym lifting, like it's kind yeah. of just the thought I got, mm, and it was a real bummer because I I, I like them both, and I, I really thought, oh man, this is gonna be, um, this is gonna be something, right? We're gonna see mm-hmm. like strength versus strength because they're both kind of buff, um, mm-hmm. and and I I felt like Stratton just you know ate it. She just was really trying to make Ivy look good, and Ivy looked, she looked a little. Um, insecure is what i what i got most like she wasn't as fluid with her movements and her lines kind of came off like she was trying to convince herself yeah sometimes i think ivy's trying too much to be clever and not trying enough just to get the job done like a lot of her Mm -hmm. moves are really clever and so yeah elaborate to do i think and so it comes off as a struggle for her to do a, an offensive move on somebody. So it doesn't ever look like she's trying to win. It looks like she's trying to do something clever. And it's not, yes. it, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this is, you know, just, oh, it's only her a problem. Like, I think, I think there was something I saw this week with like Liv Morgan, you know, like sometimes there's moves that just take a little bit longer than you would expect maybe. Yeah. And so it kind of comes off as like, okay, well now Tiffany's waiting, waiting for that move. So it just, it didn't feel it didn't feel very really uh, fluid or natural to me. Yeah, kind of a mess. And then the Saray <laughs> stuff uh, being involved was like okay-ish, but yeah, this was kind of a lot going on. Amanda, did you did you see something different here? No, I I didn't. And it just for me, it was I think it was just kind of filler, mm-hmm. and I just you know there wasn't really any any point to it. Just like the indie and Persia uh, mm, um, stuff. stuff right now, and the the whole boyfriend husband thing. I mean, you know, we don't need any of this. It's fine. And I think that maybe it was there because okay, these ladies, I don't think are getting a match at Stand and Deliver. So it's almost like okay, we're putting them together just so they can be highlighted in that you know the go home show. So yeah. that's the feeling I got from it. That stuff was a downer to me, too. Did not care about that at all. Uh, did you get the Ciampa promo and the Tony promo? Did you get those, Club? Uh, yeah. 
Um, it, I kind of, I like Champa. I fucking hate yeah. Tony D'Angelo. Um, <laughs> I think the, a lot the, of Tony, the stuff that I was liking about Tony, I think is wearing thin. Yes. Like, I love him like, at first. I'm starting to wear real thin, and I just want to see him wrestle, because I think that the... Over the it's top, one note. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that's what bothers me. That's one note. It's um I I I struggle with like so I struggle when somebody like is doing something along those lines and uh none of it makes sense and that's what I feel like with them. Yeah. Like it's so kind of far it feels like and I know a lot of the suspend suspending belief when you watch wrestling but it's like I'm sitting there laughing and like, it's not a family. Um, there's not streets. This is a company. What do you mean by you want to roll these streets? And it does feel so like I'm a extra in so the Sopranos. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I, you, you, I feel now where, especially with NXT that it's a, at times more serious place i feel like or there's a more creative place this feels very much like a from the era of wwe when we had like the goon and the trash men and you know like it, it just doesn't make sense to me here um yeah. i feel like if he wanted to make it like he was like i feel like he's like the way that they present somebody like the usos uh, is very similar to him. It's just he's to the point of it being silly. Like if you want somebody to be a rough and tumble badass with a bad background, cool. Maybe make him that, and then it's the back, like the in his back pocket, and he pulls it out. You know, like he's a mm -hmm. wrestler that you're kind of oh he's you know kind of a rough and tumble like you, from his accent, from his mannerisms, Italian guy, cool. Yeah. But then it comes up later. It doesn't have to be like this is constantly it, you know. It yeah. it's kind of feels like a. It, it feels very just bland and yeah. You know what's interesting is that when the way you describe his character also reminds me of like Solo Sokoa, and mm -hmm. it's being pulled out yes. so differently with so Solo. Solo's doing it to me. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think. Like. Yeah. Sorry. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you can go. You can go. Oh uh, no, I was gonna say exactly. I was, I was gonna say like it's, it's very much like Solo Sogo. It's just the you're you're we're trying to make you a badass. We're trying to make you a, uh, you know a, a, a from the mafia whatever thing, but just done better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Solo's doing awesome. I'm so excited for what he's got going on too. Yeah. Um, and the chopping promo, like you said, I liked it. The, the chair thing was kind of neat. A little callback. Mm -hmm. I also just don't feel like I need this to be the button on Ciampa and NXT. Him and D'Angelo doesn't seem to be it for me. No. It really doesn't. It should have some significance, some meaning, some worth. And it mm. doesn't feel like it. It just feels like a... Yeah. It, it like falls Braun flat. The stuff was perfect. And then yes. Perfect, and this guy added. And you're like, why? Like, I feel like a great way to do it would be him have him with Braun and Dolph and if he loses then he goes somewhere else cool yeah. you know what I mean yeah. 
like because you have a very interesting like you have the new NXT, you have somebody from the main roster coming down to restart their career, and you have Chapa, who's the old guard. That'd be a great, compelling story to me. But Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Amanda, what do you think about Ciampa and D'Angelo promos? Yeah, I I just don't like Tony D'Angelo. So I kind of am like, eh. Am I interested in this match? No, not really. Um, because I think, for me, there's more exciting things. And it's almost like I feel like they're just fi- trying to find something for Ciampa to do. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, either you move them up or you, I don't know, anymore. But it just feels like that. And it just kind of is a bummer because I'm like, I don't want to see um, Tommaso, you know, be treated in that manner. So, yeah, so it's pretty, you know, yeah, it was okay. But, no, I'm not interested in that match at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it's just to get Champa on on stand and deliver. That would be probably yeah. Good. Because like, what else is he gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a really big show for NXT since 2.0, and to have have something like Champa on that could be good. But it yeah. also doesn't really feel like a big show because it, yeah, it's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, it's in Dallas, but it's on at fucking 11 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and that yeah. I was like, that's a long day of wrestling, and I don't. I, I mean, even y'all, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm working that day, but I'm like, I don't think I could watch that much wrestling. And I think if I had to cut something out, I would probably cut out Stand and Deliver because, like, I could watch the writing gifts of this. Yeah. I think that I'm going to probably put it on but not sit down in front of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just telling Marsh before the show, you know, I'm almost glad that we, we didn't go to Dallas just because um, – that's that's a lot of wrestling packed into like what nearly five days yeah like mm-hmm. in between meet and greets and and all the other stuff like it's a it's a little it's, it's a little much mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't know nxt was in the beginning anyway was kind of feeling like old nxt to me like it was feeling really like spot heavy yeah like like you said like the MSK, both of them jumping in, really threw us off, threw me off. And some of the acting, um, I think it maybe it was like indie, like I don't know if it was like the acting or just the skit in general. Like I, I just don't care for the storyline. And that, to me, like just the not caring about stories, the yeah, the the random rules being broken but not mentioned. Like that reminds me of Black and Gold, where I'm like, oh, you or just trying to like kind of fill time like like Amanda said yeah is what it felt like yeah Phantasma and Briggs and Brooks felt the same I wasn't interested in that and they seemed to have a clash of styles too for four guys who are actually pretty solid they, they are meshing really well very uh, very well at all yeah even the people that I really enjoy it, this this show in particular it really threw me off I feel like the mm-hmm. past couple weeks have been solid mm-hmm. yeah this show it felt like man you're reverting to like what I didn't really like and it was for me I just it was hard to watch I don't know about you guys but yeah and I I just couldn't watch a lot of it and you know and I just was like oh okay so are we going back to this and 
it was weird to me because this is right before the biggest event that they have (laughs) for NXT, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, it just was like, this is really, really flat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The Raquel Gonzalez, I mean, and the other thing too is uh, uh, Toxic Attraction. I've been really hot on the stuff they've been doing, and Mm -hmm. Mandy's promo started off really weirdly flat for a while. It wasn't until oh, yeah. like, the tail end of her promo that she started to seem to get it together, like hmm. almost like she was trying real hard to remember what she was supposed to say and wasn't very, able, wasn't able to emote it the same way. Hmm. But then, right when they start to get to the point where they're starting to actually cut a promo that makes sense, there's this whole thing with Dakota Kai, um, Raquel Gonzalez get back together, and now they're going to challenge for the tag titles. Gigi Dolan finally was involved in physicality, so we know that she's cleared, and it just had me really wondering the fuck was all of the dusty cup stuff why couldn't wendy chu and dakota kai just had the tag match yeah. why did why did eo and kaylee have to win to yeah. and even wade said on on commentary he yeah. goes well, let's just throw the rules out if we're not going to follow them yeah like, just make a new rule book like what's this even for oh. like he was confused by it like and then here we are now those two who won the tag champ the, who won the tag tournament that gives them a tag title shot are in a singles title shot and a tag team that wasn't even in the tournament is now going to get a tag title shot not to mention that tag team split up and Dakota cost Raquel the title so now they're friends again for no reason and it was just a whole bunch of what the fuck is this yeah I, I didn't get that I'm like now what the hell happened to Wendy Chu yeah and they threw all Wendy's Chu shit around Clump you yeah. said you've been gone for a while and you're starting to come around on Wendy I ha- I've really liked Wendy. I, like, I was like, okay, I'll look this up. Uh, I, 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 I've I really liked what I've seen of her, and I was excited to see her, and I was like, oh, that's all this is? And so she's gone, and, the, you know, Raquel comes out, and that, I mean, that's cool and all, but, like, great, now is Wendy Chu going to be, like, gone? Yeah. 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 It was fucking weird and then these other matches following it were misses for me too Wagner and Bodie and Gacy yeah. and Draco wasn't bad but it was kind of a highlight and it was kind of a, a weird kind of spot for it Nikita and Sloan was way messier than I thought it was going to be Sloan Jacobs has been on the indie scene for a while as Notorious Mimi mm-hmm. and she came in and fuck I felt like she had two left feet I was like what's going on like I've seen matches of her not that long mm-hmm. ago where I thought she was solid and had a lot of mm-hmm. potential I wasn't shocked when I saw her on screen. I was like, oh, cool, already. She's this good. She's going to be doing a thing. Mm-hmm. They felt like they were bumping into each other, like bumper cars. By the time we even got to the main event, Cameron Grimes, Roderick Strong, and A-Kid, mm-hmm. I was out, man. I wasn't even paying attention. I just wanted to see who won. Yeah. I, think I wanted Grimes... to... Yeah, Grimes won. I was excited that Grimes won. Uh, I didn't like that Grimes... Like, I get the seriousness of it, but it was just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it... <sighs> I, I I liked the big showdown, but I was kind of like, why is, uh, I mean, it just, I don't, I want Grimes to win it, but I kind of feel like it's going to be shitty that Grimes is going to win it through all of these people, and a few of them are like, why the fuck are you here? Well, specifically Grayson Waller, I'm like, why are you here? I think Waller's great, man. I think he's uh. so good. But 
We'll see how he is. I bet you he does some crazy shit on the ladder. I will say, to me, the most exciting part of this whole match was having everybody around ringside kind of watching. And it kind of gave me... Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Santo, Sokoa, Grimes, Waller. I mean, that's that's going to be cool with Carmelo Hayes. Personally, I want Solo to walk away with the title. That's what I want. Yes. Yeah. But... And I think that guy like Grimes can just go up to the main roster at this point. I think Santos can go to the main roster at this point. I think you leave Waller in NXT with Solo and, and Carmelo and let them uh, yeah. let them do a bit of a thing. Yeah. Um, but what are they going to do with Grimes on the main roster? He works on the same way that I think Sami Zayn works. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying their characters are the same, but I'm saying that I mean, Sami Zayn might also be deceptively big. And Cameron Grimes might not be deceptively big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't Sammy like 6'1"? Like, he's he's surprisingly big. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. Anything I mean, not that, not that size should be a thing, but, you know. No, but it, but it is it, does, it is a factor. Because like, where do you put him? You can't put him against a Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? Your top guy is going to be Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar, you're not gonna have Cameron Grimes going there and say I'm going for the title. You know what I mean? Like it does, <laughs> it does, oh, it does slow down shit. It does inhibit the ability. Yeah, it takes a lot for a guy like a Finn Balor to get a win over Roman Reigns. He has, but it takes a lot for us to get there. in, in a way, you're right. I think it would take a lot of building to get Grimes in that spot where we think that he could reasonably have an upset over somebody like that. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could put him in a program with like a Seth Rollins and get him going. Amanda. Is there anything else on, on this? Because by the end of the show, I was just kind of like, okay, Grimes in the ladder match. I'm ready for Stand and Deliver. I could have done yeah. a lot yeah. of the show. Yeah. You know, honestly, there there was nothing else. It was just more of, okay, here we are. Oh, yeah, but even then, it, was, it just felt like Dolph Ziggler was just kind of yeah. snowed and over. I mean. And it didn't that, add anything that we aren't, weren't already ready for. He did a good job. No. He's been doing a good job, and we were just as excited as we were. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it didn't. There, it didn't hype up anything, except for for me, obviously, because we're fans of LA Knight. It just hyped up L, really for us, like, wow, this crowd's gonna be hot, and yeah. we're gonna love seeing this. And um, especially also too for me, it's like that's such a total dichotomy of, of wrestlers, totally on different ends of the spectrum. So that's that's exciting for you know for me. I really do want Cameron Grimes to win. But I don't know. I mean, right now at this point, I think that um, he needs to have some time with a championship. And I think Carmelo could go up to the main roster. Obviously, Santos has to go, too, as well. I mean, hell, all of Legato really needs to go because they're that damn fucking good. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll see what happens after, you know, after Mania, because remember, just like what AEW does, but traditionally, that's when they start cutting people. Is right after Mania, so they cut people and they move people around and bring people around. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. yeah. mm-hmm. this will be very interesting. What happens and who gets moved and who doesn't get moved? So that's what I'm looking forward to see. I agree. I agree, and we'll mm-hmm. see. We will see, guys. Uh, we're not going to do any kind of watch along for Stand and Deliver for sure, but for WrestleMania. We are going to put out a link to anybody who's ever been on the show, and if no one shows up, I'll just tweet it and just have an open Zoom <laughs> and let anybody come through and hang out. And if you say something I don't like, I'll just boot you from the call. Yeah. But, 
So anybody who is available during WrestleMania wants to come in, even just to say hi for a minute and dive back out, the link will be out there and you guys will be able to do so. Uh, but I think that's it. I think we're ready to go ahead and have last call. And <laughs> Is there anything you think that we're desperately missing? Looks like Dolph's name. No one's asking for his for his interviews. Oh yeah, when Dolph was talking about how he's a star and everyone's asking him, he's like, "What? What? Which interviews is he doing?" And he's like, "Oh, none." And then they showed Dolph doing the Kill. WWE rounds. He did like bump. <laughs> he did like a Ryan Sack. <laughs> he was only doing like internal Corey. media. He did Corey Graves. You're like, <laughs> so funny. He's like, "I'm doing all the media, and it's all your own media." Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it was funny. It was good, but yeah, it didn't make me more excited. It just made me appreciate what he's already doing and what he does and what he brings and why he's there. I just, it was more of the good that we were already getting. So, um, is what it is guys. We will be back for a drink along for WrestleMania. We'll blast out the link for people who want to come in. Uh, and we'll blast out the link for people who don't want to come in. And if you find time, come have a drink with us and drink along guys. We'll be back for an episode one right here. At the dive bar of the IWC. Mm. That's the last call. Yeah. Guys have a good night. Cheers! Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with us.